0: gumbo podcast i'm james lewis from simply serpents
1: and i'm carly jones from my living room
0: each week we will discuss what's happening in herpes culture on social media youtube and even on other podcasts
1: we will share our opinions and thoughts on current events as well as the opinions of you the listener
0: make sure to check out our facebook and instagram for interactive polls and posts where you can tell us what you were thinking
1: then listen for your name each week as we share your opinions on our podcast
0: so sit back and relax Here's the Reptile Gumbo podcast. Welcome to our ninth episode. Carly, Carly made it two weeks in a row. Carly, you're here, right? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, just making sure because people were starting to miss you.
1: Actually, um, I. James, I'm already apologizing now. I just thought. um, So, Adam, all of. Oh, what's. Oh, See, I want
0: to do. You went ahead and jumped and introduced the guest again. We can never get through an introduction without you jumping to the guest.
1: Okay, I was just going to say, um, you might have to do a little bit more editing with this one too. So all of our other podcasts have been with kind of like our friends – well, that I've been – have been with like our friends. And this is my first time uh, meeting our guests, so I'm a little nervous. So you might have to re- go back to editing out the ums and the because
0: I, I think I'm going to leave the ums so people can just – we'll make it a drinking game and people will get shit-faced. <laughs> it sounds organic. So yeah. every, every time you hear an um – Take a drink, and I suggest making them very small drinks. Uh, you know,
1: I'm, I'm really going to try, though. Okay, I'm not nervous at all. I'm not.
0: <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not. Okay, sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to introduce. Okay, you go ahead. You go, Bo. Okay, so hopefully our sound is good. We've, we've, we've played with the sound for like the last three days, and if it's bad, it's, it's free. Get over it. So, as Carly went ahead and jumped the gun, our guest is Adam Wickens from Wickens Wicked Reptiles on YouTube. Uh, if you have not watched his videos, I don't know how you haven't watched his because I've referenced it, like, in four different podcasts, so you should probably watch one of them.
1: I got a question. What, Carly? <laughs> is it Wiccan or Wiccans is your last name? It's Wickens. It is Wiccans. Okay, I yes. thought so.
0: Several Wiccan. Many Wiccans. <laughs> M- multiple Wiccans.
1: Wiccan. Yeah. <laughs> many a Wiccan. Okay, sorry, go ahead.
0: <laughs> also our first international co- guest co-host.
1: Yeah, we worldwide.
0: <laughs> so, so I'm excited about that. But before we get into all of that, we, as we do each week, I do want to recap what we've talked about on Facebook over on our page. And Carly, I want to go ahead and make you start talking. So you can go Shit, ahead. Shit,
1: I forgot to pull it. I forgot to pull it up. See,
0: and th- I knew this was oh. going to happen. I have all the tabs pulled up, all the information ready to go. And carly's just sitting there with a thumb up
1: you can edit this out that's oh, I, the beauty
0: i can but I, I may start being like eric burke and just say yeah i could edit that out and then just not edit it out
1: of editing, so i have a couple um girlfriends who um l- listened uh they're not uh reptile whoop whoop that's not it they're not reptile people but they uh they just are supporting me um and my one girlfriend she said that i came on a little strong the last podcast that uh came on a little
0: aggressive so. i don't um, think you've ever been th- aggressive for anything carly
1: oh oh I well she know. said like she said like when i went off on of my rant about like the oh. rona you know okay yeah she you was can there like, she was, and i was just like you can edit this out like, <laughs> 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 um, and she's like yeah maybe you should have edited it. i don't know
0: no people need to hear the anger in carly's voice because trust me if you meet carly you'll never assume she can get angry about anything
1: just like (laughs) okay um Uh, my post was the
0: where is it it's right in front of me do you want me to read it
1: (laughs) oh there she is okay did you ever oh yeah i asked (laughs) how did
0: you forget your own question
1: Dude, it's been a busy fucking week. Uh, Adam, I'm in the healthcare field, so it... Oh, uh, that sounds it, like fun. That sounds like a few oh time I want, right there, yeah. I want <laughs> to die, like... <laughs>
0: hey, you may, so...
1: I've. Oh, hey, I've, I may just get my wish. We can't what you wish for, but I've contemplated suicide. No, I'm kidding. Hey, I, I should go. joke back. that. Um, <laughs> um, that may be ever, a little too much. Yeah, that might be... <laughs> pump breaks there, Jones. But have you ever had an escapee? I wanted to hear about people's... um. Lost and found stories. Did you find your animal in the most unexpected place? Because some people find their animals in like really wild places. Was it right under your nose the whole time? Or did you unfortunately never recover your animal? I've had this happen to me once. And now I'm overly meticulous about the security of my enclosures. Let's see. Mm. Which one do you want me to read? I haven't read these. Ever. It's I've been I've been busy. Okay, I like, will say is, I will ha- say between
0: me and Carly, Carly's the one person that has been working. I've been at home for two weeks doing nothing because I'm a teacher and schools are closed. So I'm just enjoying wait, wait. pre-summer summer vacation.
1: Before we okay, I want to ask Adam really quick what what uh, can I ask what you do as a, as a profession? Uh,
2: yeah, so I do a couple things. Like I have a couple properties that I manage, and I do some account management for a company. Cool. Uh, and then I uh, I tell dick jokes around Southern Ontario for money sometimes too. So Ooh. not really much of that going on right now. But uh, apparently sharing a microphone with a bunch of other comedians who haven't showered in a long time is really unsanitary at this point. In time. so that's cool. Yeah.
0: I, there's that's a really- there's a show that comes on Comedy Central every Friday from uh, Comedy Club in New York, and they just show like bits throughout the week. So the last two weeks they've been having to just show other bits because they've been shut down. But you can tell what was filmed right before they shut down because their microphone has a little condom on top of it and so these people are talking into like a like a literal
1: condom no well no, no
0: like it's, a- it's it's a little cap on it it's not like an actual condom but it's a, it's a microphone condom so that i guess they can change it after each person and so it's just weird to watch somebody hold this next to their mouth with a little condom on it
2: Oh, okay. But there's like, this thing, too, especially in the Toronto comedy scene where people like to rest the microphone on their chin.
0: It's like the most... Oh. Yeah. People
2: think it looks cool, but I don't think... Yes, like, if you when you turn, then, like, you it doesn't go away, right? Because amateurs, like, the- their face is yeah. here and the microphone's over here. But, I don't know, now that... I think that's done for good, finally. We've been- we've had this conversation that, like, that's gross, disgusting. And-
0: yeah. You need to sit in the back with an airsoft gun, and then every time someone does it, shoot them. And it's just training them not to do it.
2: Yes. Yeah, I think uh, the snowflakes up here in Canada. If you brought an airsoft gun in, they they might get a little bit. Uh, of oh, that's right away. That's, that's
0: right. <laughs> oh, y'all, talking- y'all, they are non-gun people. I will say Carly is mm-hmm. as close to Canadian as we can get before crossing the border. She's up yeah, there I'm in, in the frozen, the frozen north of Minnesota.
2: <laughs> you're you're, you're farther north than I am. Then, yeah, really? Yeah, because if you look at like a map, Toronto's here. Minnesota's like up here. So it's- oh. Yeah, yeah. We're like uh like where I am, we're almost as far south as the northernmost point of California. So we're pretty like we're right in there. Oh you know, wow. They're they're
0: yeah, trying to deep sneak deep into America. Country. Just trying to get yeah. us right in here.
2: <laughs> that's right. But you're
1: Okay, um
0: All right, back That's to, cool
1: though. I didn't know you did I didn't know you did that. That's awesome. Um
0: Back to okay, escape so, pets.
1: Yes. All right, back you want, to you,
0: s- while you read, you want me to go ahead and tell you mine?
1: Yes, yes. Okay. I won't be reading. I'll be listening because I can't do both. You know how my mind works. <laughs> that is true.
0: So in I'm college, in college, my uh, I, my very first pair of Samboas, I had a male Annery Samboa. And I lived upstairs in an apartment complex with a roommate. And I apparently must have not pushed the tub all the way in or something. But when I came by, I saw it was cracked. I looked in there and he was missing. And he was a male Samboa, so he's not that big. And so I start walking along and – like it's two dudes living in an apartment so it's not the cleanest apartment so i start walking along the wall but the problem is if you follow the wall it goes right to the door of my roommate's room which has a big gap and you can go under and he had a a full-size dachshund and those things love to eat small animals so i was like well he probably ate it but the problem is you can't really look in his room because his room i'm sure there was floor in there but it was all clothes (laughs) it was all
1: boys are gross
0: it was all clothes (laughs) um and so i I chalked it up to uh, oh i lost it that sucks and it really sucks so uh three months go by and what happens is i move into the apartment next door with my then girlfriend now wife and my friend my roommate moved downstairs (laughs) moved downstairs into an apartment (laughs) uh and we still lived in this little same apartment complex and then we had another friend that lived like three doors down which comes into play in a second so it's three months later and my other friend, who lives downstairs, three doors down from my old roommate, comes to my apartment, knocks on the door, and goes, hey, man, is this your snake? And sure enough, in his hand is this little Annery Sanboa. And what happened was, his neighbor was out smoking a cigarette. The Annery Sanboa crawled across his foot. He showed my friend, who goes, hey, that's my buddy James's snake. He brings it to me. I get it back three months later. After we lost it. How did it, it look? It looked fine. Yeah. He ate. It lived... It lived for another, I don't know, uh, seven, eight years, and he he randomly died a couple years back, unfortunately. But, I mean, he was probably 11 or 12, or I'd had him for about 11 or 12 years, and then I bought him as a sub-adult. Uh, That's awesome. But all I can figure was that he was in my roommate's clothes. My roommate moved all this stuff into his apartment downstairs, then it escaped his apartment from downstairs, rolled across that guy's foot, and I got it back. <laughs> it's your boy (laughs) so and then and then he fathered several litters afterwards so he was was awesome
1: so you haven't ever lost a snake a snake and never found it again
0: i'm thinking i don't know i've owned a lot of snakes i don't think i have i do know Mm -hmm. uh as a kid and this is when i was like three so i don't i only remember from stories a parent my parents told me uh we lost a ball python and it was gone for a long time. And then one day I was playing in my toy box and I yelled to my mom, Hey look, I found a toy snake or something like that. And she turns around and I'm holding this like super emaciated ball python. It's still alive. Oh, poor um, thing. And so I, they told me that we would all, took crust. to the vet all and,
1: crusty and shit. Oh sorry.
0: I mean it, well, and it was and it was way back. So like took it to the vet and they like force fed it some canned dog food and tried to get <laughs> I know um, and this thing it it, ne- it never recovered and ended up dying i know that's a horrible sound uh, story but that that again not my fault i was 3 don't blame you me were,
1: you were you were just a wee lad you know this a was back,
0: this was back when you used glass tank screen lids in an encyclopedia that keep the lid down so the sink doesn't yeah get there. <laughs> by the way for the younger listeners encyclopedias are the internet on paper
1: <laughs> and paper is, and
0: paper is... <laughs> oh
1: um so james did you want me to read one or did you want me to ask Adam, if we
0: he, we can if do he, both. We have the technology.
1: <gasps> okay, um, Adam, do you want to share yours? Have you ever lost a snake and found it, or?
2: Uh, yeah, a couple times. Like, I've never found an emaciated one in a toy box that was <laughs> unfed dog food. Like, that is much better than any story I could ever tell. But uh <laughs> I felt like I had a bunch of hognose snakes back in the day, and they're all like really expensive, like even more than now. And one of them just got out, and it was gone for. Four or five months and it's in my basement so the, like my furnace is right there so it's always warm even in the winter uh but then we just found it on a stair like just on the stairs going upstairs it was hissing at me after five months and it put on like three grams of weight like it put on weight <laughs> oh, so like what is in my basement like i, don't, nothing I don't know nothing <laughs> now yeah nothing now exactly What's up? Like <laughs> this thing was i don't know six or seven inches long it was a baby baby snake so i don't know wow. what spiders i don't know can they eat centipedes i, I don't know That's these crazy. animals are incredible like well that...
0: it, What's funny is you can lose a snake like that for three four five six months get it back and it's fine you can keep a snake in a super clean cage pristine and it randomly yeah. die for no damn reason
2: Yeah. yeah this same snake just it was like in a perfect cage for a year afterwards and it was eating and it just like I it was dead, it just died, like randomly. Yeah. I think hog nose that like, kind of happens sometimes, but yeah, that was sucked because that was like a rather expensive one that I was hoping to. Uh, yeah, I was hoping he was gonna like deep dick the female that I had to <laughs> make some babies, but double really double dick happened. down. That's right. Yeah, some DP action with the hog nose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's. I mean, I'm sad. I'm sorry it passed away, but that's. I mean, like, you know, I. Let's see. I'm trying to read through. I haven't. I don't think there's one where they never found. Hold on. There's some. Uh.
0: I I will say I haven't lost a snake in a long time. Uh, I've. One thing is my caging is much better than it's ever been. Um, So that's one reason I haven't lost anything. Uh, My Mm -hmm. racks now all have. Have you ever seen the little plastic tabs used to hold screen windows in? All my racks have a little plastic tab. So that slides back down in front of every tub. So it can't be pushed out. It doesn't get left out because I notice I always knock the tab back down. So, good caging. That'd be, uh,
2: that'd be really handy. Like, I, the only other things I've ever lost are leopard geckos, and it's always because, like, during breeding season, I'll be like, oh, well, this one's open because I just took it and put it into the female, But then and I always leave it open so I know that. But sometimes I'll be like, oh, no, I actually put them back in, and then I didn't push it all the way in, and then I find – it's always under the rack. He's always under <laughs> the same place, but – that would be awesome to have like those little – some YouTube video I saw someone had those. That would be like super handy.
0: My my rack guy, I was talking to my rack guy that uh, one time I was like, hey, what do you suggest for keeping these things from sliding open? And he told me a customer suggested it to him. And now every rack I've ever bought from him, I've put one of those little tabs on each shelf. Or like I've got um, the racks that hold like three uh, V15 tubs. And so I rig it up so that. Because it's made to, the rack's made to hold three, v, three V15s, two V18s, or one V35 short tub. And so I've lined them up just perfectly that if I'm using V15s, 18s, or 35 shorts, a tab will work for it no matter in what location it's in and keep them shut. Because Samboas are small and I don't want to lose any. I know somebody on, on our list. I saw there was one. I think it was Robert Powers. Yeah, he had a young male Samboa get out of a homemade rack. Uh, when his kid pushed it uh, out too far, or uh, pushed it back too far, which is why it's always important if you do make a rack, you don't have to put a back on the whole thing, but at least, like, one board all the way down it so the tubs can't go too far out. I know a lot of people, they'll, they'll build just the sides and forget that shoving it too far back is still the same issue.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but Robert Powers says they found it two yeah, months later. Yeah,
2: all my racks are, uh, they're all homemade. But, I like, the one that I, it's actually easier if you put a couple, like, two boards, like, two but like even pieces of strapping are one by ones on the back yeah. because then when you lift it, because like melamine is so freaking heavy, right? So you can at least have like a handle to lift lift it because if you try to lift it by a shelf, then you're just going to push the shelf into the next (laughs) shelf. Like they don't, you know what I mean? So those were a hardboard, like you used to use like the hard cardboard looking, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think if you ever build a rack, I have built all of mine. Like just, it's very simple. It takes an extra, I don't know, like $3, just, you know, yeah, put some staples in, do it.
0: And I have I, mm-hmm. all my stuff used to be homemade. I had several homemade racks and homemade cages, and then I, I just got tired of moving really heavy stuff, and so <laughs> I, I switched over to PVC because I, well, f- right
2: I can move a four <laughs> yeah. foot
0: cage one handed. Super simple,
2: yeah. yeah. In here in Canada, though, it's so expensive. Like, there's no PVC sheet that you can buy, like, you can't go to Home Depot and buy a PVC sheet, it just doesn't exist, really. So, to make one. Yeah, and then even if you want to buy one here, like to go to an expo, I'm lucky because I'm an hour away from Toronto, where all the expos are. But even then, like a little six bin thing is like it's almost like seventy five to a hundred dollars per bin. So if it's a six bin thing, it's going to be like $450, four fifty six hundred bucks. It's oh, wow. really expensive here. Yeah, really, expensive. and that's no heat tape, no thermostat, no. Oh nothing. wow, yeah. And even that's... a lot of them, you have to route out the heat tape yourself. Like, it's ridiculous.
0: Uh, yeah, most of our folks down here, and I, our, we did a podcast, it was either one episode or two episodes ago about racks and cages, uh, two episodes ago. And, uh, most of the rack folks down here, they do heat tape in there, so they route it through there. Uh, my guy routes his through there. Um, and when I order my racks, cause I order the size I get, they always come pre-built from this, so I don't ever have to assemble anything, which is why I love ordering from him. But we'll get back to, mm-hmm. to lost animals. Did you find any that you want to talk about, Carly?
1: Yeah, um, Ryan Gostolo says um, he had his Ball Python get out due to an event. No, he
0: he's he's fancy. He said his Royal no, Python. Because <laughs> he's fancy.
1: <laughs> I, I was I wondering. mean I'd say
0: ball I'd say ball python, but he said royal I was wondering,
1: I was wondering if you were gonna catch that. He um, probably
0: typed that with his pinky in the air. <laughs>
1: and i'm sorry james i cannot listen and read at the same time so you're like okay you read and i'll tell my story i'll be like yeah that's yeah okay so he um yeah his ball python got ball python got out she knocked over some of his mom mom yeah he's definitely from the uk, UK. love
0: that's you ryan no that was her- that was her redneck accent
2: Oh, she, wow, she, that makes sense, yeah. which
0: she's still not good at because she's from Minnesota.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, that's the infuriating so them. That in Western New York, I don't know, man. It sounds like, poof, someone's getting in bed with their sister, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of. <laughs>
1: Your sister, cousin. Um, so I'm sorry, Ryan. I didn't mean to call you out like that. Thank you so much for commenting, dude. I'm so happy you found your animal. I, I like
0: I like that backtrack. Um, I've made fun of you, but uh, thanks. yeah,
1: dude. I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad because Ryan is like I don't a cool feel bad. cat.
0: He's... I don't feel bad.
1: Okay, of course you know. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Lance commented. Um, spider ball python, ball python, oh, a Both were found. His chihuahua escaped and hid on top of a female's cage. Um, many moons ago, I owned my first small python morph and I found it in a 20 long. Found he the had, terrarium. He,
0: he had it in a 20 long.
1: Oh, I'm sorry.
0: I, you can't read like, and read at the same time.
1: Fuck, I can't read and read at the same time. Um, I'm just, I'm so sorry, dude. I'm a fuster cluck. Like, it, like life is fucking hell right now. All right, I'm so gonna, look, I,
0: I'm going to read. I'm going to do all the reading for Carly because thank
1: you so much. W- words <laughs> are hard
0: for Carly. So, Lance Dude, said many,
1: <laughs> I'm making a really good first impression. Lance
0: <laughs> said many moons ago he owned his first ball Python morph and had it in a 20 long. He found the terrarium empty, but no real sign of how it got out. Uh, he ended up adding clips to keep him in. <laughs> he said he tore the apartment apart, finally noticed the head sticking out of a subwoofer under the coffee table. And he has a picture of the snake's head sticking out of the subwoofer uh in his apartment uh they find the weirdest places my wife did add one and i completely forgot about it uh we had a rescued ball python i know i i don't like ball pythons but i have owned them before because people just give them to you uh i had oh. a I had a rescue ball python i got out and then uh she said it was two weeks or something like that later she found it on the top rack of the dishwasher but we had not run the dishwasher it did not get cleaned uh, we were good. But it somehow it got – and the dishwasher was closed. It wasn't like the dishwasher was open. It was closed. So These
1: animals are
0: – I did a show next to a guy who had – he was selling a big, like, 13, 14-foot retic and a bunch of ball pythons. Um, and so that was on Saturday. We put it in the tub for over Saturday night because it was a two-day show. And uh, we stacked a tub on top of the retic in its tub, all the ball pythons on top of that, and they were all in deli cups. Um, and then we left. We come back in the next day. The retake's gone, but nothing has fallen off the top of the tub. Every ball python, every tub, everything is in its place. Nothing has fallen. And then we had taken the tub because it was one of those like long, like under bed storage tubs. That was what the retake was in. And we even flipped it upside down on the, on the table and put stuff on top of it. And then we find the retake lying underneath the table, just lying there. I'm like, it, it almost seems like it phased through the tub, through the table, and hit the floor and didn't move.
1: It could perform osmosis. Awesome. Um, I was gonna I was gonna say, um, I'm feeling good about this podcast because you're finally outnumbered by two ball python two people who love ball pythons. And now it whoa, now whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, it is you like I need to rewind. <laughs> I, I agree Adam loves ball pythons. Let's go to uh Carly, do you suggest ball pythons is a great first pet? Yeah, no. you can't see her shaking her head no, but she says it all the time, how it's, Wait, she owns one, she owns one. Can't, can't see me? I can see you, people can't see you.
1: Oh, I thought, I thought you were talking about Adam, I was like, can't you guys see me? Well, we I no, I do no. Oh, okay. But it's a
0: podcast, oh, yeah. it's an audio thing, I, so when you shake your head I, no, people don't see that.
1: Oh, yeah, just, I mean... I am probably going to be a big dumb bitch this whole podcast because my brain is fried. So continue to roast me.
0: <laughs> I, I, I I feel like saying what's new, but at this point. Uh,
1: <laughs> it's just not fun anymore. <laughs>
0: uh, my friend Tracy says she had a baby scaleless rat snake. It's on the loose right now. They've searched everywhere and they continue to do so. But it's a baby rat snake. And those things, I mean, yeah. th- there are certain snakes I'm where like either. once they're lost, you're just like, eh, it's probably lost. And if it shows, it's like your hog nose. Like once it's lost, you're like. It's lost. And if it shows up, yay! But at -hmm. some point, you chalk it up as a loss.
1: And Uh, those things can, like, you know, like boas, like, as far as I know, there's, like, so much more sedentary, like, colubrids.
0: Well, (laughs) I found a lot of times with boas, they'll be shoved on the back of the rack somewhere in between tubs, or they'll be laying on an empty shelf somewhere on that rack, or they just follow the wall and you can find them. Uh, They're much easier to find than colubrids. Uh, mm-hmm. like, ball
2: pythons. I, I've lost the ball pythons a bunch of times Just because I forget to like close the, the enclosure They're always on one of the racks On the heat tape at the back of the rack Almost every time and yeah. it's not hard to find them Just They're always in the same place
0: The worst <laughs> right is, is if, if you don't have a latch to lock your tubs in place They can go onto the racks And then push other tubs open mm-hmm. And then you've now Lost multiple snakes because one <laughs> snake gets out So that does happen Yeah uh, there's several folks on here talk about losing corn snakes. Justin Smith, our buddy from the Herpetoculture podcast, um, Scott Parent also talked about a corn snake being lost. Uh, they're a common one. I When we've talked to Joe, Joe Phelan, who breeds corn snakes, and he talks about how he has customers all the time who do everything right, and yet they still have those damn corn snakes get out because, like I've said before, as great as I think corn snakes are as a beginner pet, a year-old corn snake is a great beginner pet because those baby corn snakes get out of everything
1: mm-hmm. yeah they're so tiny they're intimidatingly tiny
0: they, they do well i mean you have the hog noses adam those things are i mean i've seen baby hog noses those are itty bitty snakes they're worms
2: yeah they're like just little worms and they take a long time to grow too like especially because hog noses are tough to get to feed right away like i've got one from last year and that thing still i can't put it in a tub without a lid because it'll still sneak out so it's just kind of getting to that point. But yeah, with their babies, it's like such a pain. You need an actual real rack. You can't have an, a self built rack. You have to have one that's made for baby snakes.
0: Yeah. Mm. And I do sambos and those things are itty bitty, but they they don't really climb much. I mean they are they're fat little worms. They're they're fairly mm. stationary. Still slugs. <laughs> so still slugs. <laughs> that was our question about losing snakes. And I want people to understand, if if you've lost a snake, if you're listening right now and you've lost a snake, don't Don't feel bad. Uh, If anybody else has owned a snake, they've lost a snake at some point. Or if you've owned multiple snakes, you've lost multiple snakes at some point. It happens to all of us. And so I think, again, a lot of times on this podcast, I like to talk about things that happen to people, but they're afraid to talk about uh, for fear of someone thinking less of them. But losing a snake happens to all of us. We've all done it at some point. Carly, have you lost a snake?
1: Yes, actually. the, The first Cal King that I had, she got out and... um. I found her in the last place I ever thought I'd find her in her cage. It, back in her cage. Back
0: in her fucking <laughs> cage. Wait. Are you sure she got out?
1: I'm sure because <laughs> I tore – and I saw her. I saw her. So I was living in an apartment before I moved in with Nick. Um, And Nick and I came over and I was like – or Nick came over because I told him I was just – because what had happened was – What happened I had just was? Up, <laughs> I just – I just upgraded her into a bigger um, enclosure and it was like a glass um, aquarium and I tried, decided to try out a different kind of lid. It was a big fucking mistake because she got out within hours. Like I put her in that you, new you enclosure. Didn't use,
0: you didn't use an encyclopedia, did you? So you needed to use like, like the M's. M is a pretty good encyclopedia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's weird that you know, like what word or like,
0: what I, I, I grew up as a kid who had, didn't have the internet, and encyclopedias are how I did every book report, how I researched for science fairs. I had my own yeah. set of encyclopedias, and now that I think, and you back, actually went, what? Oh,
1: sorry, goodbye. and you actually went to college, which I did not. I
0: did go. Well, we <laughs> so. had the, we had the internet in college. I'm not that old. Are you sure? <laughs> I, I I'm getting older. I could be forgetting.
1: <laughs> oh but yeah, I, I tried a different kind of, um, lid and, uh, she got out and, um, I knew she got out the next morning. It was like her feeding day and she had been a strong feeder for a while. And then like, uh, yeah. So what had happened was, cause that's the same cow king that died. She got out. And after I found her, she never fed again. And then she slowly kind of deteriorated and died. But anyway, so, um, the next day, I went into – I got – I, like, warmed up her pinky and I put it in there. And normally, like, after I cover it with a black um, towel and I check on it, like, an hour or two later, like, it's gone. And it was, like, the whole day. And I was like, man, she, like, hasn't touched it all day. It's like
0: like the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. At some point, you're going to have reptiles here, right? Just the food just (laughs) sitting there and nothing shows up. Yeah.
1: Well, I was just like, why the fuck isn't she eating? So I pulled it out and I I looked in – where Because like, I put all her old hides in the new enclosure and tore it apart. She was not in there. Um, tore my apartment apart. Nick came over, and we were both were looking together. And I didn't see her, but he says he saw her in a hole in the wall because all of a sudden I hear, like, like snapping from the other room. And I, er, like, I look over. Because talking would
0: have – because yelling for you we, would have messed you know, up? You
1: like, like – You don't was, want that
0: snake this, to hear you.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, like – I don't know, man. I have no <laughs> excuse for that. But he was – like, you know, so – um he said he saw her like looking out and then just kind of slowly back into the wall you know and then i found her a couple weeks later back in her fucking enclosure i guess i don't know so So, i know so what i get from
0: the story is that you had a snake in a cage uh Mm -hmm. you didn't try very hard to find it because two weeks later it was still in the cage so obviously it never left the cage. No. I mean that was that that was that was, God, that was what. I, also,
2: yeah. No, I dumped that cage out.
1: Like everything was out of the cage. I dumped the entire. I sit. I. It was empty. Okay, never mind. It was empty. Please cut this out. I feel dumb. Oh
0: no, it's saying in there. <laughs> everyone, everyone talked about their stories where they lost a snake and they had to find it somewhere else or they never found it. Carly's like, oh no, I found it back in the cage. It that, was back that's, in the. That's, that's <laughs> called not losing a snake.
1: This bitch was gone. Okay, this bitch was. <laughs> Fucking gone, like she was gone. I'm serious. What? What animal's like?
0: I'm free. But you know what? I really should go back to captivity. That was far better. I,
1: I, I could. I can't explain it to you, man. Like she was back in her goddamn cage, and I remember, like, I texted Nick. I was like, "You're not going to believe this." Like, and he knew You're it right. was kiss. I don't believe it either. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. huh
2: I- <laughs> So, on to the other question. a feel good story, even if you're so full of shit. That's a good good (laughs) question.
1: God damn it. This is why I don't share shit with you, even though I share everything. That is true. Um, Let's move on.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, we'll move on to my question. Uh, My question was What was one simple thing you've done to improve the welfare of your animals? Examples could be things like adding a perch, plants, or changing up the substrate. Uh, And there were several answers. Uh, Ryan, who, I apologize, Ryan. Carly made fun of you earlier and that was just wrong. She shouldn't have done that. See?
1: He's back, baby. He's back.
0: <laughs> so, Ryan uh, Goslow said adding UVB to snakes enclosure it made her more active and inquisitive plus it really made her colors pop new substrate and climbing areas for his lizards. And the UVB uh, that's a whole different can of worms but I've heard both. I've heard people switch over to UVB for their snakes and notice nothing and so I've heard people like Ryan switch over to UVB and they notice a difference in their animals. Um, <laughs> But that's a completely different can of worms for a different podcast. Um, and then Ryan Cox, our buddy Ryan Cox, uh, I kn- I knew what he was going to say because we talk about it all the time. A variety of foods went from uh, he does the Reptilinks, he does those weird animals. Look, like, the first time I saw Reptilinks was in Daytona back in like 2005, 2006. And I thought, who the fuck oh, like- is going to feed sausages to their damn snake? Just feed them a fucking mouse. Well, Ryan is who is going to feed sausages to the damn snakes.
1: <laughs> hey, Carly does? Dude, and, I love... Okay.
0: You're not helping his case. And Carly does, too. And so... Uh, Thank you. He Feeds the lynx, feeds fish. I know a lot of people feed tilapia at other stuff, because you can get tilapia at a grocery store. Uh, he also does rodents. Um, but he likes to give his animals a variety of uh, foods. And with snakes, it's kind of... I mean, especially if like your sedentary states, are just sitting there waiting for food. That's kind of like the one thing you can sw- switch up for them. Uh, Robert Powers and Bioactive, a lot of folks have gone Bioactive, uh, which gives you a whole different uh, way of keeping than just like on Aspen in a very uh, sanitary environment. It's not that uh, Bioactive is not sanitary, it's just, it's, it's so much different. And then uh, Lance Kirkman said he increased the number of hides, which is easy. I mean, that's simple stuff. Throw in a, like if you have corn snakes, throw in a toilet paper roll. Just, you've got them you i mean people are out there buying 700 rolls of toilet paper someone has all the rolls (laughs) just throw a roll in there they'll they'll hide in there it's great um throw a branch in there but if you do a branch make sure you disinfect it there's proper ways to do that you can bake it in the oven you can clean it tons of ways to do that but change that stuff up and if uh and if you have a collection that is fairly uh is, is secure at least as far as You know, you don't have mites. You know, you don't have stuff. Take a perch from one animal and put it into a cage of a perch with another animal, and that smell is another kind of way to get those animals really thinking and changes up their environment. So, I mean, those are simple things. You don't have to do huge, drastic changes, uh, but just some simple stuff. So, what are some things, Adam, that you've done to change the welfare or to uh, stimulate your animals?
2: Uh, I've been taking most of my stuff out of tubs and putting into PVCs, especially, um, which they're hard to find here which is why i haven't really done that before but really that's kind of like more for me as well because i like to look at the animals that looks better on the channel but i think that uh especially the ball pythons maybe they acted that way in a tub i couldn't actually see the way that they acted in the tub but if you get to watch them in a pvc they kind of move around a little bit better I, the way i do the strip lighting uh, i do it so that they have places to hide at the back and their light isn't being there but i can still see them um and just stuff like that adding multiple levels is another thing as well uh so yeah those are the things that i've done i guess to, to and there's dogs in the room awesome.
1: <laughs> I, gave, I gave my ball, ball python um a shelf and she um her cage right now is only like i don't know it's some weird number it's like 16 inches high or something
0: weird it's, 16 it's is such w- a weird what, number
1: i don't know I've, what defines a than... number as weird I don't know. Okay, this is a weird number or whatever. <laughs> like it's it's over a foot, but it's under two feet. Um, but I don't think it's actually exactly a foot and a half. But she she is always up on her shelf. Um, I don't know. It was I was wondering. I was like, man, it'll be a cool experiment to see if she actually uses this. And she's she's up there quite a bit. Uh, so
0: I uh, well, I got that that uh, Brettles python in a few weeks back. And I put it in its quarantine cage, which is actually going to become its, its cage cage until I move it up to something bigger. But, uh, I didn't really have anything for it to climb on. And I kept seeing it wanting to go up and get up. So I made, and I posted over on the page, I made that PVC structure for it to climb on. And it's always on there. It's all up there. And then right now it's, I'm using a heat pad under the cage. So it'll come down, lay on the heat pad and then go straight back up to the perch. But I did order a, a heat panel from Pro Products. So as soon as that comes in, she'll probably stay on that perch 24 seven
1: you will not be disappointed. Like I heat all my enclosures with heat panels and that's probably why Jubilee my ball python like you know after she eats she's up on her per- or her uh, her shelf yeah. um, you know digesting and then and then she'll be rooting around in her substrate for the next couple of weeks but um, yeah. That's, all my fo-
0: my 4 foot cages are all heat panels but they're I don't even know what brand they are. Uh, two of them came with heat panels from the guy that made the cages and then two of them came with heat panels from the guy that bought all the stuff and put it together. But this will be my first time with a Pro Products heat panel, and I've heard good things about them. You use them. And mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to, to putting that in there and just seeing how the animal reacts to being able to sit up top underneath the heat. So, it'll be the cool. heat
2: panels do you guys use like a under? like a bottom heat as well like a heat tape on the bottom or just just yeah okay so I did the same thing people kind of shit on me all the time for no. not adding a hot spot I mean, it's, on the bottom too That's crazy it's, it's really? just like a, it's
0: just like a lizard putting a light bulb on one side of a lizard's cage so it can heat up and then yes. go to the other side Exactly Yeah That's
1: That's weird people shouldn't be giving you shit for that <laughs> like I,
0: we've realized with the internet people will shit on anything you do with your animals like Animals are the number one thing where someone will definitely disagree with how you do it no matter what please. it is you know. Yeah,
2: well, if you guys are looking for something to, to watch on Mondays and Thursdays when I share to uh, these Canadian reptile groups, it is um, it's like uh, the best of assholes on the internet, like just shitting like so hard. <laughs> us Canadians are the nicest people, like we just project to Americans, like we're so nice, like come into our country. But as to each other, we're like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You can suck a dick. It is yeah, it's it's, it's awful. It just people are awful. Okay,
0: now I've other. got. But those
2: are the best ones.
0: I've got to join those groups just so I can watch when you put videos in there. And yeah, did you? And I, um,
2: I shit talk these Canadian groups like often, <laughs> but they won't. They won't kick me out. They'll, I'm still welcome to post in there. It's just like there's no one else.
0: They're Canadian. They're too nice to kick you out. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll tell you to suck their dicks, but you can stay. You suck, can stay. Suck my dick, please. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow, right.
1: <laughs> James. Um, forgive me because you know um, I'm not in the right state of mind right now. Did we even introduce Adam, or did we just jump right in?
0: No, we introduced did you I, him. I introduced him. And then you I'm asked okay what his then you asked him what his name was after I said it like I said it wrong.
1: <laughs> you told, but you, did you tell everyone he has a YouTube channel? Yes. Oh okay, fuck, man, so, holy shit. And yeah, well, then you set.
0: asked how to pronounce my name. Remember? I need I to like go to
1: bed it? after this. Hey, Carly, <laughs>
0: um, welcome to the podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, moving right. on.
0: What's so next? now? I want to talk uh, one last thing. Well, a couple things on our uh, page. Every week we always post on our group, on oh, I mean, on our page. Uh, suggestions. They already throw out suggestions to us, things you want us to talk about that have happened that week in the hobby. And so, a couple of things that we had here, uh, if I, I had it pulled up. One was Lance Kirkman posted a couple of videos of different types of dwarf boas that were done by, I think it's Brian's boas on YouTube. Uh, so if anybody's wanting to watch some videos on boas, his Brian's boas on YouTube, it's all boa stuff. Um, those are pretty good videos. I looked at them. Uh, the dwarf island species are cool. They're just not my not my bag when it comes to boas, but they are cool looking snakes. Uh, Robert Powers did post a picture or posted a link to a video. It, it'll it'll piss people off if you go watch it. Don't watch it. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's a it's a rat snake, and these people like lasso it around the head and then yank it. It's weird. People are upset that the rat snakes eat their chicken eggs, but uh, that's that's what rat snakes do. So don't don't have chicken eggs. I'll tell you. <laughs> and then the other one is interesting because the other one, uh, I'm going to, well, Darren Watson said the hot topic this week has been Tiger King which on YouTube, on uh, Netflix, which I have not watched Tiger King. And I know that, Carly, you've been too busy working to watch Tiger King. Adam, I don't know if you've watched it.
2: I uh, wasted three hours of my life last night watching, just so that I could understand the memes, because um, I have to keep up with the the dank memes, as the kids say, and uh, (laughs) to understand what gay meth tigers are, I had to watch, and I think after the first three episodes, I don't really need to watch anymore, I I get it, I get it.
0: I I am inviting our buddy April Justine to the video chat, so she's on her way, I didn't tell her why I was inviting her, I just know that she's watched it, and I'm gonna make her tell us uh basically a synopsis of the whole show she watched the whole season and and i can't bring myself to watch it i've seen all the memes and the memes are enough for me to go i'm not fucking watching this i can't do it even if
1: i wasn't like working to the point of wanting to kill myself um i I have no desire to watch
0: it all right so we have been joined by our buddy april justine she's been on the podcast a couple times hello april What's up, girl i'm not the girl but that's cool what's up girl (laughs) So, April, I, I told you that I needed you on our podcast this week for a small segment, but I didn't tell you what it was for. Uh, well, someone on our, on our page suggested we talk about Tiger King, and knowing that Carly and I have not watched it, and Adam said he's only watched about three episodes of it, and now he wants to blow his brains out. I, I need you, April, right now, in about ten minutes, to tell us what the whole show is. Let our listeners know so they don't have to that- watch it and waste their seven hours on it.
3: Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, so there is this man named Joe Zodix in Oklahoma, and he owns a tiger zoo, uh, but is now in jail because so he. Wait, wait, are, we, was are we using the word. Accused.
0: Are we using the word zoo loosely here? Like he has tigers? I,
3: I, I guess. I mean. This whole thing is just interesting to me because I really feel that some people in the reptile community are kind of along the lines of the same kind of, quote-unquote, rescue or, quote-unquote, zoo. So I don't know exactly how I feel about it at all <laughs> because of that. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. I get it. Well, yeah, there, There's cra- so... if, if, when there's animals involved in any sort, there are crazies. In every animal group. Uh, I, I live in the South. A lot of people down here yeah. own horses. There are really crazy horse people. Just like there's really crazy there tiger people and true. crazy <laughs> reptile people. So, continue. Yeah, continue just, with Joe he's, Exotic.
3: He's very... Joe is a, a very eccentric man, if you want to say that. Um, it featured, what, like four different people that had tigers, right? Because there was, there was Doc. There was joe there was gosh there's two more wasn't there
0: I, I did don't, you guys watch no watch i, I do know is it just me <laughs> A- A- adam watched no three adam watched three episodes and i think it melted his brain cells
2: honestly the most interesting character yeah. is the dude driving around in the bentley that like, like did coke or whatever sold coke the, the thing should have been about him i want to know i want that guy's life that's the guy that i want to learn about i don't give a shit about joe exotic and his three meth husbands like to me that's not interesting in, in any way shape or I, I
3: know. I know. it's true there is yeah the one drug lord guy he was the most and the most like I don't know, put together seeming anyway. I don't Is know. I, if I love actually when he was watching. or not, but he seemed the most put together. So you
0: watched it and you say the most put together guy was the drug lord with tigers. <laughs> that's that's so the, was... that's the most put together guy <laughs> in the whole thing. <laughs>
2: The very first scene when they introduce him, he drives like a two hundred thousand dollar Bentley into the frame. Like that's how you meet this guy. Like right away, I'm like, this guy's got the biggest dick on the show. I want to know everything about this fucking guy. And uh, then they just kind of like they just kind of glossed over him, like the second episode. And then I'm, I don't. if Does he come back? Like tell me, April. Does he come back? Because if he doesn't, I'm out of this. i do not want to watch any more of this shit.
3: No. Not really no not really Thought he's it's kind over. of like they're in That's that now but no, there's no like feature or anything
1: i've seen a lot what? of memes about this 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 uh chick carol killing her husband and feeding it to tigers or something yes yeah, so they introduced this lady
0: carol
3: <laughs> yes
0: yes so that <laughs> happened
3: <laughs> yes <laughs> so they They introduce her as basically kind of like the where she is trying to make sure people are selling and using tiger.
0: April, we're losing you.
3: About it. Trying to get rid of all the competition so she can be the only tiger person. Not so much that she actually cares that much about you know her her purpose so to speak does that make sense
0: well we like, we lost you for a uh, half of that so unfortunately no it does not make sense
3: i was cutting it out on some of you guys stuff too
1: <laughs> So that, <laughs> yeah, yeah dude that i think sense. okay so i think this was a, a no it's a big bold reach for us with how much technical difficulties we already have with the <laughs> podcast like like when you said that i was like oh ah.
0: No, I'm Um, all I'm all for pushing the limits on our podcast. Thank you very much, Carly. Yeah,
1: this is your podcast. You you are doing it. I'm just here, man. I just I just work here. Okay.
0: So so we've got we got Joe, and from what I understand, there is he's gay, he owns Mm -hmm. tigers, and he has two husbands, and they do meth. Yes.
3: They surely really look like they do. At least one of them does.
2: See, I thought, like, during through all the memes, like, because I'm gonna late to the, the party here, I thought they were going to talk more about doing meth. Like, I thought maybe they're going to be, like, having straws in each other's buttholes and pulling meth into them. Like, I thought there <laughs> might to be something fun. But the only thing that says meth is the fact that the one husband has like four teeth and the other one has seven or eight teeth. So (laughs) that's all I, I I don't know, but it is Oklahoma. So this might be normal. I don't understand. I don't know what this sounds like. I've never been there. Is this normal? Uh, You you guys can let me know, I guess.
0: I I haven't spent much time in Oklahoma or around meth addicts, so I don't, (laughs) I, I can't compare the two. And so so that's, that's Joe. Joe. Yeah, neither
3: <laughs> can I, unfortunately. And,
0: and I'm assuming most of the show features around Joe because he's so fucking weird. Yes. And then you've got the woman well, and who, then, and then he, he,
3: he puts a hit out. Uh, a parent, I don't know, um, he was accused of putting a hit out for Carol. Um, and they had this whole thing with the FBI and people ratting him out and all this stuff. And then that's what he got put in jail first for but they didn't have enough or they didn't think they would have enough to actually get him for that. And so then they started getting him for like euthanizing five cats on his property, I think is one of the things there's a bunch of different things that I think were li- related to animal abuse. And I think he's still in jail now.
0: Got it. Nothing you've said yet has made me say, you know what? I need to waste seven hours of my life and go watch that. <laughs>
2: I so, do you most, guys uh, know? Was the guy um, who who got, the EP lady it was like, "It was a lady that got her arm bit off through the cage, and then her facial expression didn't change, and she came back to work five days later."
1: Oh so my that, god! That
2: was my favorite part of the three episodes that I watched. Yeah,
1: Jesus Christ!
2: <laughs> and the way she explains it, just so monotone, just like, "Well, they're cats." <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> oh,
0: cats. old old one-armed Susan's got to get back to her job. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I mean, it's another this, day at
2: like, the head, office. You know what
0: I mean? Like she uh, uh, break her arm, break her arm, uh, pat herself on the back.
3: That's what I think. But. Jesus Christ, that's insane. Okay, yeah. so I, I, my, my roommate told me that um, Cardi B, the rapper, um, has put out a GoFundMe for Joe to get him out of
1: jail. Oh my God, oh my God,
3: I, I don't fuck-
0: know if that's true
1: whatsoever.
0: But the but problem is, the, right. the problem with the world is that we can completely believe that's true. We can hear that and go, <laughs> "Yeah, that seems like something legit." Yeah.
2: Yeah. Is Cardi B the one that was like coronavirus? Is that yes. The one? Corona- yes, that's the one. Oh, okay. Right. That's her. <laughs> right. I can't. I, can't I, I don't saying. listen to any of that horseshit. I, I name I, a, that was the most fun thing to
0: me ever. I can't name a single song that she has, but I can point her out because of commercials and stuff, and you and like yeah. that video.
2: She looks like uh if Nicki Minaj went to like the first day of college and dropped out. That's what she looks like to me. That's Yo <laughs> <laughs> Oh.
4: Shit. oh uh, okay.
0: All right. All right, April. We appreciate your synopsis. Uh the show still sounds like shit. It's not your fault. The show I think is just shit. I can't help it. <laughs> Um, I agree, though. That if... I'm
3: surprised it blew up as much as it did, honestly.
0: Well, I mean, if they I had... Guess we
3: all really are pretty bored with this quarantine <laughs> thing.
0: If they had reality TV back in the 70s and 80s, the reptile community would have been all over Netflix with episodes of what was going on in southern Florida. Like, if you read any of the books about the reptile community from, like, the 70s and 80s that's pretty much the same maybe not the the gay guy with the two husbands and meth that may be a cat thing only because crazy (laughs) crazy crazy cat people that does seem well well, it does seem like it should be in florida not oklahoma maybe he moved from florida to oklahoma (laughs) well the
2: first like two scenes right they they feature tom crotchfield they don't say his name but they show him and describe him as like a prolific snake dealer or something like that and like but they just kept showing, like, venomous shit. I don't know. It was weird. But they show his face, and I'm like, oh, I know that guy. They don't say his name. Not even one time.
0: Yeah. And huh. now, as he, all the stories that you could film about him would fill up an entire season of just crazy shit, too. They would just, they would just have to get actors to reenact all of it now. But <laughs> it would be it would be equally as crazy. Well, I think equally. Tom Crutchfield didn't have two gay husbands doing meth, so... That you know about. That I know. That's true. <laughs> that I know
1: about. For all we know, you could have two gay husbands and be doing meth,
0: James. Like, you never really know. A that's true. I don't know. That could. I don't know. <laughs> there could be His a twist. look
2: pretty good, though. I don't know, man. I, don't, I don't- <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> I have yeah. teeth. There could be a twist There's ending in my life. Not, uh, yeah, I you keep social distance a little bit if you do meth. Some are teeth. Some are here. Summer
0: there.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: Oh man. All right, April. We appreciate it. And we're going to get back to talking about reptiles. Absolutely. But- Thank you, Already April.
3: Sounds good. Thank Love you all, no guys. Bye.
0: Bye. Okay, so that was our weird ass tire talk, whatever, tire King, since Darren Watson suggested we talk about it. And I didn't know shit about it other than what I've learned from memes. And now that I heard from her, I've learned everything through memes. I really didn't miss anything. It's it's filled it you all. You
2: saved yourself six or seven hours of your life, dude. I, I don't think you need to watch it now. That's pretty much summed it up. I'm, saying... yeah, I'm, I'm done watching it now.
0: <laughs> Read a book. I, I love yeah. I love that the drug dealer seems to be the most sane person on the show.
2: Yeah, he uh... seems like he's got his shit together, man, for sure. Like there is that one guy that we didn't even talk about, the other tiger guy, yeah. who's got like seven or eight wives, and then the one other tiger guy is like, I don't need to know how to train tigers, how do you train them bitches? I'm like, holy shit. Wow, that, <laughs> that was so aggressive.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. alright All right. so that's enough with tigers let's move on <laughs> I do want to talk uh, each week we're going to talk about what's going on on social media and one thing this week that I liked, uh, I'm in a group called rare and uncommon reptile discussion on Facebook and someone posted an interesting question which was most underrated snakes uh, the person's name was Caroline Goulden but she posted most underrated snakes go and then people started listing underrated snakes And there's a huge long list. And then when you get to the bottom, there's one person that really made sense to me uh, and basically said people don't understand what underappreciated means. Uh, Because a lot of times people in this list, people are posting like endangered stuff or just like rare stuff, which is not to me. Not when I'm talking about underappreciated snakes, it's things that are in the hobby, but should be more in the forefront of the hobby and are way, way in the back. Uh, And there were some good ones on there, like garter snakes. I don't do garter snakes. They smell bad. They pee a lot. Uh, super fast metabolism but i will admit there's some really cool looking ones and they probably are underrated uh that is my my one trip i want to make to canada at some point is to see the garden the garter snake dens when they come out of hibernation and you see all the garter snakes but
1: yeah dude, that'd be cool
2: there's um, literally nothing else there. I hope you really like snakes, because there is, like, dick all there. Right? And but, except for snakes. But, but, <laughs> well, good but, thing we really like little, snakes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but is it, is it cool to see? If you, if you, I'm saying you, you've been there.
2: No, I've never been. It's, it's oh. a 23-hour drive for me, man. Like to, we have, You have to drive 24 hours just to get out of Ontario from where I am. Like it, is, it is a big, big like country with nothing in between stuff. So but I've never been there. I think it would be cool to go. It is a provincial – I think it's a provincial uh, park. But now you're not even allowed to go to provincial parks, so no one's going to go there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, some of the other ones in here that I agreed with. Well, I mean, there were stupid people posting like venomous stuff, like king cobras. Shut the hell up. Oh
1: dude. my shut god. <laughs> uh,
0: I think Nerodia, the water snakes. There are some really awesome Nerodia
1: I out there. I will have Nerodia one day.
0: But they feel the same thing as for me as garter snakes. It's a, they they piss and they shit and they smell bad. But like a really pretty broad-banded water snake with all the reds and yellows are awesome looking but but then they shit and they piss and it smells horrible (laughs) uh then there were viper boas that's coming around i think viper boas are starting to gain a little traction once people start getting them breeding them on a regular basis getting them to eat which is like the biggest thing i mean i i take this back getting them to eat what we want them to eat i mean they naturally want to eat like lizards and shit and we're like no you're going to eat a damn mouse
1: I love their head structure. They're so pretty.
0: Have you ever held one? <laughs> me? No. Yeah. They're awesome. They're super keeled and they got that short, fat, stocky body. I mean they're mm-hmm. they're a cool little snake. Yeah. Uh one that's on here that always surprised me is rubber boas. It's from our own country, and yet we don't own them on a regular basis. Like you can't find them. And I think they're amazing little boas. Uh,
1: yeah i hope you get a pair this year buddy
0: God, i want some i just the, the problem yeah. is anybody that breeds them as soon as they become available they're all bought but, like there's not enough people breeding and they're another one though that getting them to eat can be tricky because they don't do naturally know- want to eat mice
1: do you know how many um they have in a litter
0: i don't i imagine it's a lot like rosy boas so i would imagine somewhere in the around 10 12 11 somewhere in there
2: yeah, but. I talked to a guy, except I'm trying to get some too. They're just, they're so hard to find. And like, that's the only like constrictor type snake we have in this whole country, basically. And they're just on the West, like in BC. Uh, but the guy said, he's like, yeah, if you're, you might get between like six and 14, but like somewhere in the middle is the average. And even him, I uh, asked him, like, Hey, would you ship them? He's like, man, they're spoken for for the next two years. Like, yeah. Sorry. yeah. <laughs> like, and he's the only Did guy you- I can find in all of Canada that has them. And I don't know if you can import them from, I don't, I don't think they're a sighties animal, but. I can't find any one in the states that's well. I don't think. Here I
0: don't think they're sighties, but I think they are protected in some areas.
1: Oh, they're hella fucking protected. And so it like... makes it, it makes
0: it hard to get them from point A to point B in certain areas. Hmm. Um. Some other ones on here were uh, other candoia outside of the viper boas. Uh, if you've ever seen like the candoia Pauls and I, like the Solomon Island boas, those guys are really cool looking. They give you that like tree boa look, but with like the viper head. Uh, they're really cool, and you don't see a ton of them. Um, I was trying to see some of the other ones on here. This is going to kind of tie into my next thing I want to talk about, which is someone's YouTube video that talks about controversial pet snakes. But we'll get to it. Uh, I said gophers were on here. Gopher snakes, bull snakes, pine snakes. I think those are underrated. Um, but there were a bunch on here. One, I think someone also on here said Samboas. I think Samboas are coming around. I think the problem is a lot of things feel underrated. Uh, in a world where you're pretty much dominated by corn snakes, ball pythons, and and boas. I mean, that's... And retics now, for some unknown reason. They're fucking everywhere. But, you know, every other snake seems underappreciated when it comes to that. So, what snakes do y'all think are underappreciated that are in the hobby that should be in the hobby more? House snakes. I think, yeah. They come in a ton of colors. Have you ever seen all the colors of house snakes?
1: Oh, yes. And their eyes are so pretty. Like, they're just – and they're they're great size. And, yeah, house snakes. I'd love to see more house snakes.
0: It's like if you took a corn snake and a python and mixed them together. That's a house snake.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know they came in all those different colors until, like, two weeks ago. Someone posted – I think it was in that Uncommon Reptiles group. And so I posted, it was like a, forget what the genetics were, but it looked like a lemon. Like it looks so yellow. yellow. Yeah. So yellow. There's some yellow. Yeah. And I can't find any morphs up here at all. There's some African house snakes that you can find on expo tables and they're not expensive because
0: no one cares.
2: Yeah. They're probably imports, but also no one owns them. Like no one even knows what they are really. Yeah. But yeah, I think that house snakes are definitely underrated, but if like for kind of bigger stuff. And I know this is gonna like kind of lead you into the next thing, but I think Doomral's bows are way underrated.
0: I was okay, so I was gonna. That's why it ties into your video. So let me go ahead and introduce the video, and then we'll and we'll kind of tie it together. But uh, just like every other week, where I for some reason end up talking about one of your your videos on our podcast, if you go to Wiccan's Wicked Reptiles on YouTube, uh, the most late, the latest video is top five controversial beginner reptiles, and Doomral's bows are on there. And my only experience with Dumeril's Boas, unfortunately, was bad, but it has not stopped me from wanting to get them in the future. Uh, it was probably 2005, 2006 when I traded. Uh, I had two Dumeril's Boas, one that I bought that I could never get to eat and one that someone gave me because it was the fucking devil and it was striking everything and he couldn't hold it. And so I had these two Dumeril's Boas at two opposite ends of the spectrum and they were horrible. But at the same time, everybody's going, oh, no, Dumeril's Boas are great. And I'm like, well, I got the, the two bad ones. These are the two bad ones. And I took them to this little shady reptile store in Tallahassee and I, uh, in Florida, and traded it for a, a the anery sambo that I lost for three months and found, a female sambo, which I still have, who's pregnant. Uh, this was in, like I said, oh five oh six, And then I traded for some sort of corn snake. I don't know, lavender or something. I don't know. I don't have that corn snake anymore. I got rid of it. Uh, but I've always thought, man, I really want to get back into Dumerals. They have, to me, one of the coolest patterns. And where you can find them with those pinks and stuff on them, they are beautiful snakes. But you don't see them that much. And, and I remember as when, at that time, I saw them a lot, and they were cheap. They were, I don't know, less than 100 bucks a piece. Um, and you saw them all the time at expos, but now you don't see them at all. And if you do, it's, I mean, they've gotten up there, to 250 bucks or so. Yeah,
2: that's a cheap one. Uh, like, up here, instead of, like, Craigslist, we have this uh, app called Kijiji, same sort of thing, classified app. And there's a bunch on there right now, but they're all 400, 500 bucks for like babies. And that's like no enclosure, no nothing. I got really lucky with the one that I had and the guy just kind of wanted to get rid of it. He posted, I messaged him five minutes later and I paid, I think it was like 200 bucks and I got a 20 gallon long, which is perfect because my girlfriend wanted it for her axolotl. So I kind of had like the perfect thing, but this thing is great. It is the most gentle animal that I have in my entire collection, especially my, compared to my BCI, uh, and also, it's just it, it eats, and it it's weird because like the first time I fed it, it struck, and then the second time, it just kind of like opened its mouth like a hot nose, <laughs> and just it eating. was like, yeah, it was weird. It was like, feed me, peasants, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's uh, and that's what I've heard. Most of them are like most of them are pretty calm, uh, great pets, and and I agree. I I think you know I've got PCI and, and I and I've always owned BCI, and I love them or I guess now I think technically they're B.I., they're Boa Imperator, instead of, they got rid really Constrictor and they gave them their own species. Yeah,
1: that's uh, so hard to remember. Yeah,
0: because now it's Boa Constrictor and Boa Imperator. Imperator. Amber. Look, I've said Imperator for 20-something years. It's still going to get said Imperator. But we
1: know what you mean. You know what I
0: mean. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, I love them. I think Doom should get the same love. And I'll tell you, I think it's the same reason most of those snakes that were on that list of underrated don't get the same love, is there's not morphs. There's like one or two morphs in Doomerals, which is fine with me. I like the way they look naturally. I don't need the morphs. But I feel in our hobby, that's what drives a snake to being popular or to being, quote unquote, a good pet snake. When it's not a good pet snake, it's just the most abundant snake in the hobby, you know. And so there's I, more
2: room to make money as well. I think too. And I think that's the big thing with hognose by the last few years, they jumped because all of a sudden now colors. every week, there's a new one. Yeah. They're like, what the hell is a watermelon? Like I just saw the first one <laughs> on the table two months ago. And to me, it looks like, yeah, you can't even tell what it is with toffee bellies. They look so, so there's so many, and I think there's more room to make money uh, where the doormals, boa. it's like, this is what they look like. And yeah. sometimes they got a little bit of pink, but at the end of the day, it, like, this is, but they look like you said, they look so freaking cool. Like that thing along their. I think that they look oh, way cooler if than some you, morphs.
0: If you were to keep it in a large, like, four, five-foot cage, bioactive, with leaf litter, you'd never see it. But to me, that's mm-hmm. the coolest thing, is their pattern in your hand. You're like, yeah, whatever, but you put that on the ground in some leaves, and it disappears immediately. And to me, that's – other than, uh, like, solid green snakes, I've always said doomerals have one of the best camouflage patterns of any snake out there because you put it in a leaf litter – it disappears immediately. And they don't get big. I mean, even a big female, you're talking seven foot. You know, you may, on a rare occasion, get eight, but you're really... like It's basically the size of a BCI, you know? And so...
2: And I think even for beginners, like I know that a lot of people say that I don't do them for beginners, but if you really want to compare them currently I you know, you don't like ball pythons for beginners, and I think that that's kind of the dip diff- like a ball python five or six feet if like a big one's six feet, where the doodle's boa only gets to you know six or seven, so there's like a foot difference, but the doodles boa is in my opinion a little bit easier to handle and also will eat for you every time where yes. a you know a ball Python won't. and the humidity is actually very similar, so it's just kind of like do you like you know this or that i think that's the big difference between the
0: two well and i think that they make a great i think i've always said i think boa constrictors make a great pet i think people freak out about adult size but if you've ever owned a baby snake and then owned it all the way through adult size you don't realize it's growing it's just one day you look at it and go oh shit this thing's bigger than when i got it or you see a picture of you took of it when it was a baby and you're like it doesn't fit in my hand anymore you know and so the size yeah if i hand you a 7 foot snake and you've never owned a snake that's going to be a lot it's it's going to be intimidating and maybe too much for you to handle but if you get a baby boa whether it be a dumeral's or a bci or bi you're not it's going to be fine it's going to grow with you and i tell people that all the time when i sell them boas i'm like yes it may get 7 foot but it's going to grow with you it's not going to be 7 foot tomorrow it's going to be 7 foot in 5 years and so i think that's one reason I think they're great pets. Is you can you can get past the size. It's not like, yeah, here's a retic. It's going to grow with you, but it's only going to reach fifteen foot. That's a lot of snake. That's a lot of snake for retics, berms, African rocks. There's no like it will grow with you. It it will outgrow you. That is what you're going to find out, especially if it's your first snake. So I agree. You guys
2: see a lot of African rock pythons down there? Like I don't see any of them here.
0: Not. Not as much anymore. I remember when I was younger, you'd see them all the time because my first thought when i see them was go, well, that thing's fucking evil because that was always the, they are, they (laughs) will bite. You know, when you had, if you had a doom and an African rock, you're like, well, yeah. I mean, uh, a berm and an African rock, you're like, yeah, take the berm. But uh, you don't see them as much anymore. I think a lot of... Yeah, the
2: only, the only time you've ever heard about African rock pythons at all in Canada is that one where an African rock python apparently killed two kids in New Brunswick. (laughs) And it was weird too because they none of they didn't have crushed ribs, they didn't have like any injuries. The snake was like nowhere near them. It was just very strange. But anyway, so in this country, those are like the evil snake, and all, a bunch of laws have changed because of African rock those.
1: Damn, that's crazy. And they that that sounds so suspicious like they should probably find out what actually killed those two kids they're just it was like super calling super sketchy oh yeah
0: it was super but, sketchy
2: and i it ran away like i barely i didn't own any big constrictors at the time i think it was just, like 2013 mm-hmm. and uh yeah, some people talk to me like oh yeah it's like they don't have a bite mark like snakes don't just wrap around something and then especially in especially like in the, the
0: african rocks those guys are gonna bite
2: yeah Yeah, but those kids are going to bite, and also those kids were, like, tiny kids, and it was a big 15-foot, like, those, it's going to at least make an attempt, so what they said was, then they changed the story, because it fell through the roof, and I remember that, yeah, yeah, Yeah. and then they're saying, oh, well, the pressure, okay, well, they didn't have any bruising, no broken ribs, it's like, okay, well, last time I checked, if something crushes you, you're going to have an, like, a crushing injury, (laughs) and then they didn't even, like, take a, yeah, they didn't, like, when they did the autopsy, they didn't, Take, like is there drugs in their system uh, we didn't check it's like okay what? wow that's really but, you
0: know, that's really shady. the two the two kids died with, with uh pillows on their face for some reason too but it was uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was the snake the, the snake deep, held oh, the pillows oh, down were they infants then or
2: i think they were like five and six or something something oh. around that area oh. so it was very and it was their uncle's they're at their uncle's place and then he had like a bunch of exotic reptiles like upstairs so this one yeah. apparently escaped from its enclosure got in the ducks was too heavy fell through the doctor whatever bullshit story it's that all is.
0: it's always easier to blame the snake always mm-hmm. oh yeah like- it's
2: easy and people love to hate snakes so especially down there like we're talking about a province that has like i don't know 400,000 people in the entire like these are not the most well to do they don't really know what's going on with uh snakes at all so it's just oh a snake killed these kids <laughs> okay case We're yeah. done. like
0: that's We're it yeah Easy, that's... Easiest, easiest day on the job for the cops it was the snake moving on next
2: yeah and i think that anyone who bad. heard that who actually yeah. had a clue about anything about snakes they all kind of like okay all right are you guys like gonna do any more work no nah, it's good okay all right well let's oh. those poor fucking kids and those poor parents as well yeah, yeah.
1: that's that's too bad that well, I know right. what I'm going to lay awake at night being sad about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's move back. We'll move back to Adam's l- latest video. Right. So in there, uh, some of the animals I thought, the Doom was the one I kind of le- latched onto when I saw because I've always thought they're amazing snakes. And, and I say that not owning one right now just because it doesn't fit. God, they're beautiful. It doesn't yeah. fit into my plans right now, but I am getting one at some point. Um, I also like the Fat-Tail Geckos because everybody loves Leopard Geckos or Crested Geckos, but Fat-Tail Geckos are pretty cool and you don't see them as much as I think you probably should. And if and it's again, I think leopard geckos became so popular because of morphs because really when you compare leopard geckos and fat tail geckos, it's kind of like keeping the same thing. I mean, the requirements I'm assuming you would know are the same right they're, they're basically the same form, aren't they?
2: yeah, the humanity is a little bit different, like but besides that, I mean, and we're talking about like leopard geckos thirty to forty percent, but they can live up to fifty where. If an African fat tail, do you want it like 40 to 60? So it's so close, but that's why everyone's like, oh, they're different. They're completely – it's like, no, they're not. They look – so in their hands, their feet have a very similar structure, but it's a little bit different. Their eyes have a different pigmentation to them, and the African fat tail has a bigger head. But like that is – and these are subtle things. not like a way bigger head, just kind of tiny yeah. difference.
0: Well, because I remember the first time I saw them, I was like, it well, looks like a leopard gecko. Because I mean they have the same kind of tail structure, mm-hmm. and, they, and it's it's very similar. And so I think, I think that's uh, – we're talking about underappreciated snakes. I think that's an underappreciated lizard that probably needs to be out there more.
2: Yeah, I think that just the big difference is with uh, leopard geckos, it's very – you see me in my videos. I have one on my shoulder. I never pay attention. The African fat tails, they take a little bit longer to socialize and they're a little bit more shy and a little bit quicker. Or I don't know if they're actually quicker, but they're just more prone to being quick. Um, but I think if you socialize them from babies, like it's basically keeping the same animal pretty similar anyway.
0: And then you had, and we'll go ahead and bring it up. You had ball pythons on the list, uh, as controversial. And, and I guess, I don't know. I've never thought of them as controversial. I guess I do and I don't. I mean, they're so popular. Um, and I, I haven't hid my disdain for ball pythons. And it's not really ball pythons faults. It's, it's people's fault for me hating ball pythons more than it's <laughs> ball pythons faults for me hating ball pythons. Uh, just, I'm, I'm tired of seeing them, but, and we've had this conversation before. Carly and I will it on the podcast. I think as a pet, they're fine. I think people overreact about the humidity issue. And I was talking to Carly yesterday. I'm like, put a humidity hide or use some cocoa bedding or yes, something. Like it's it's yes. it's a simple fix. Although I've it's always lived easy. in the I've always lived in the South, so humidity is not an issue for me. We have it, we're good. Uh, I've never lived up north where you have to run heaters for a huge chunk of the year, and it sucks all the humidity out of the air.
1: But see, I'm I'm gonna throw my piece in like that. Like it it. Hmm, see like god damn it i agree and i disagree like you can agree um, and
0: disagree hum- it's, it's a lot humidity
1: humidity wasn't my problem like because the ball python was my very first snake and i will never ever get rid of her like you would have to pry her from my cold dead hands like, it's the she, not
0: it's the not she, eating part that you hate you hate
1: yeah yeah so like the housing was really easy for me like Oh, I, she didn't start. to, You know, she wasn't eating, so I put her in a small enclosure. Like the humidity was was easy to get spot on. You just have to have the right equipment and the right, you know, the right substrate. Like it's easy. It's just uh, like I was. Maybe I don't know. Maybe what was your first snake again, James? I can't remember.
0: My first snake was a rainbow boa. That was a horrible. First oh, that's, snake. Right,
1: that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: he's, he's like I said, he's still alive. He's, he's up there behind me. I saw him. I he, saw
1: him cruising. He's earlier. like seven.
0: He's seventeen years old, and he's doing great. But uh, that, if you want to talk humidity issues, that's a humidity <laughs> issue. They like high humidity. Um, yeah. Ball pythons, the eating thing is – and people just got to know that going into it. Okay. There may be three or four months out of the year where it's not going to eat. But you're going to notice in those three or four months. It's also not going to get skinnier. If you know? <laughs> and, then, and I guess the thing people hate is, all right, well, every couple of weeks you still need to offer it food. Well, what if it doesn't eat? Then you throw the food away. Well, that's a waste of money. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. I don't know what to tell you. It happens. Um, it would have cost
2: you the same amount if it did eat, right? It exactly. It didn't eat, but you still would have paid the same amount of money. And I think, with, and I do kind of agree. And I think Carly has a point with that because if you don't have other snakes – for me, it's easy because I thought one less rat if I think that all of them are going to eat or a couple of them are going to eat. But I want to feed my boa that week also. I just <laughs> don't feed the boa. If I come back and the rat's still there, there's the boa's meal. And if not, I thought another rat, right? If the snake did eat, then I just thought another rat. But if it's your only snake, then yeah, I can understand. Like my sister, she's got two ball pythons that I gave her both of them, and oh. they this summer they went on, or this winter they both went on hunger strike at the same time, and she was kind of freaking out and like I'm throwing out two rats a week. We'll just thaw one, try to feed it. If it doesn't, try the next snake. If it doesn't, sorry, you lost a rat. You're losing one instead of two, and then try every two weeks or every three weeks for the winter until it starts eating again.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, and I we talked about before on here, same thing happens with sand boas. In all the Samboa groups, it'll have someone say, my Sambo is not eating. And our first question is always, is it a boy? Well, yes. Then you're good. You're fine. He, he just... He wants to do that. He's horny. Double
1: dick and <laughs> That's <how>
0: I've got. <laughs> I, 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 I fed uh, most of all. Well, I fed all my Samboas last night. And the ones that didn't eat are the two females. Still, I feed pregnant females. People can hate me for it or not. Uh, they, they both took... I feed them smaller meals. They both took it. They didn't swallow it. So that, that tells me that they're going soon. That they, they know they don't need to eat because snakes will know if they need to eat or not. And then uh, my male, my big male is like, he he doesn't want to eat. And I know why he doesn't want to eat. But I'm done pairing him up with females because out of the three males, he's the one that will do the job. And I'm tired of him doing the job with all of them. I can't have all of them being head annery. So uh, you just got to know your snakes. Now, at the same time, if your snake's not eating, double check the temperatures. Make sure that the temperature's right. You can't, you can't always just go, ah, they just don't eat. Um, but, I mean, ball pythons, it, they'll eat at room temperature a lot of the time. So, I mean, it's not it's, – they're just not eating. It's fine.
2: Oh, and I think it, to the same uh, sort of thing, hog snakes are very – and I know that was number one on the list. But uh, hog-nosed snakes are very similar in that way, especially when they're babies. It's really tough to get them to eat. Um, there's ways to do it and, like I think I got to do an updated video on that because I get that question more than anything else how to get really? them eat but it's the same sort of thing but the nice thing is with baby hognose, you're feeding them a 50 cent or $1 pinky yeah. it's a $3.50 rat so it's not as big of a deal um, but and also they're smaller so if you do need to assist feed it's a lot easier but I think hog, I've actually had way more issues with Hognos snakes than I've ever had with ball pythons not eating. It's just I have enough animals where nothing goes to waste because I have a bunch of garbage disposable animals that I'll eat it.
0: That's why boas are great. Boas. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's why I love that BCI. She'll eat anything, anytime, I, of day, no
0: problem. When I, when I sell boas to people, I'm like, it's going to eat. They're always like, should I get a boa or a ball python? And, and in my mind, I'm like, a boa, get a boa. And I was tell them like, look, here's the two big differences for me. If you want a snake... That you can hold and watch TV. Get a ball python. Because it's going to just sit there. If you're wanting something more active. Get a boa. And then my other thing is. If you want a snake that will eat every time you put food in front of it. Get a boa. Because if your boa doesn't eat. Something's wrong. You need to figure out what's going on. Because. Only time I've had boas not eat. Are if they are deep in shed. And most of the time that doesn't stop them. I've got a little male last night. He's deep in shed. And he ate. Um, so I mean. That's why I love them. But like I said. People just got to. You just got to know it's a possibility. And they're easy fixes. They're easy things to get around. I did see hog noses on the list. And at one point, I thought about breeding hog noses because of all the colors and because of the small size. And so I borrowed a friend's hog nose. She let me keep it for a while. And then I just – I couldn't. Every time that thing was shit, I was like, oh, my god. That smells horrible. <laughs> Doesn't it though? Oh, my god. <laughs>
2: That's so bad.
0: I, I, had a, I have a seven or a six and a half foot red tail. It can shit. I won't know until I'm at the cage. That little hog nose would shit. I could smell it from the door. <sighs>
2: Yeah, they're all, and they're, they've got such fast metabolisms, they shit often.
0: All the time, like, yeah. Like,
2: all the time. But if you feed them a mouse, like with a with a retic, or, or not a retic, but like a bigger constrictor, if you feed it, it might be like several days or a week sometimes. With a hog nose, like two days well, max, and it's of like
0: shitting. Well, it's kind of like with corn snakes or the hog nose. You feed it one time, it'll shit three times. You're like, how the hell does that math work? <laughs> exactly, yeah. I'm like, my yeah. bow eats one time, it shits one time. We're good. <laughs> but, That's funny. And then... I, I, And you talk about them being mildly venomous. It wasn't until I was at a reptile show and another vendor got bit uh, by her hog nose. And I watched – it was from her finger all the way up to her shoulder. The whole arm swole up twice the size and have these giant like pus-filled boils on her arm. I was like, granted, she was going to be fine. She wasn't going to die from it. But I saw that and my first thought was, oh, shit, what if a kid got bit and that happened? Like, So I think it's – I've got no problem with people owning hog noses. I just feel that when someone sells a hognose, they do have to make it clear. It is mildly venomous, like a bee sting. You could be allergic. Just know this going into it. And it may or may not bite you.
2: And people shit on me all the time for not, I do always say that. If you watch any hognose video I do, I always call them rear fang venomous. Mm -hmm. But people will say, no, they're not because you're giving them a bad name. Well, what James just said. That can happen. That does happen, and there's a bunch of these deniers out there that oh well, I love these snakes, so don't say this because then they're not going to be as well. You have to be honest because yeah, at the end it's... of the day, like you also have to say that a retic might actually fucking kill you if you're a small person. Like have a you know if you have a 20 foot animal, you have to have another person. I'm not vilifying the animal because you might have your arms swell up. You have to, as a responsible breeder, tell people this. Period.
0: Yeah, it's it's necessary information. It doesn't mean you dislike it anymore. It's just. <laughs> It does you. It does you far more damage not telling the truth, because when something does happen, someone goes, "Well, you didn't tell me that." Well, then now you look like a dick, and then now you. I mean, you just gotta tell them. You know, I had a a boa. She was a little over eight foot, and she wasn't the nicest sometimes. So whenever I had to take her out and move her to clean cage, I call my wife and just say, "Hey, just hang out near the snake room in case I need you." But it's not a. I would tell someone not to own a boa. It's just she's eight foot, and on a bad day, shit could go wrong quickly. And you've got Take a, a second
2: yeah. precaution. Yeah. Yeah, that's it.
0: Just in case. And so it's, it's not saying anything bad about the animals. And I think hog noses are—the colors that come in are insane. I've got a buddy uh, that breeds hog noses, and he does all the shows I do. And I, it's funny. I was walking up uh, to his table, and from a distance, I was like, oh, man, when did he get sand boas? And it wasn't. It was a bright orange striped hog nose. And I was like, it looked almost like a striped, bright orange albino samboa. I was like, God, that is awesome looking. Um, and then just the, the patterns and the colors they come in now—it's insane. Uh, but like I said, I, I think they're a great—I think they're a great pet as long as you know what you're getting into when you get it. With, and that's with any animal—know what you need to know before getting into it. And what was the, the fifth one? You had ball pythons, hog nosed, doom rolls, the fat tails, and there was one of the blue skinks. That was right. I've, I've thought those are great beginner lizards also. They get a great size. Uh, they're fairly forgiving when it comes to keeper air, I think, more than other lizards, uh, because they don't need the high temperatures of, say, your mastics or a bearded. Uh, they're larger and a little easier to handle than, say, like a little tiny gecko, way easier than handling, say, a crested gecko. Uh, I think they're really awesome. And the fact that, and people will go, Well, you shouldn't feed them this. But the fact that you can feed them like cat food and dog food makes keeping mm-hmm. so much easier. Because it's actually
1: yeah. recommended, isn't it? Like
0: it is. People will shit on you for doing it. Just yeah. but it's, yeah, it's not fucking talking about It's easier than having to get crickets or roaches all the time for other lizards or having to go out and get fresh veggies every other day. Like, have a can of cat food.
2: Yeah, I think that's actually pretty healthy. Like I I, yeah, it's, it's usually dog food they recommend just because the like, protein of a cat food is a little bit too high, which is something I've learned since actually owning the, the animal, which is something that's great about these groups, right? Even if they <laughs> shit on you, you learn stuff.
4: Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh,
2: with my guy, I feed him canned snails all the time. Like he's in there, a bunch of canned snails, quail eggs, and then a bunch of like greens and shit. So they're really easy. And also the same people that say, oh, no, those are not for – Beginners are the same people that say, No, bearded dragons are for beginners. And it's like, No. Hey. no.
0: The, the, the <laughs> number of bearded dragons that are in oh, there having yeah. to be rescued all the time and the number that pop up, like people trying to get rid of them, is insane because they buy this little tiny dragon and they go, Oh, it's adorable. And then it gets to about a foot and a half long. And they're like, I'm bored of it. All it does is sit there and eat the lamp all day. Well, you know, what the fuck do you want it to do? I mean, it's that's what they do. They just sit there, like, enjoy it, handle it. But it's just crazy. and Or they get it and they, they realize it outgrew their 10-gallon tank that, for some reason, they put a baby in, and they never should have put a baby in. Whereas, I think blue tongues are awesome. Just They they, they get to a size that is not monitor size or tegu size, but it's bigger than something, like I said, like a leopard gecko, where like, you feel like you can actually hold it and you're not going to hurt it. Now, I could never breed them because that horrifies the shit out of me. Because I've I've seen the damage that comes from breeding blue tongues and other people's videos and the ripping legs off and all that. Yeah. I don't know how they survive in the wild and reproduce and they've made it this long.
2: Yeah, I think it'd be cool to breed them, especially because here they're so expensive. And so even just to bring the price down for everybody and, and provide, which is why I started with hognose because they're so hard to find. If there's nobody doing it, then I can be that guy that, you know, produces. And that's why I don't breed except for one pair of ball pythons just for, because I want to, yeah. um, but with blue tongues, there's not enough people breeding them. And that's probably a reason why, but also unless you get a DNA test or you go trial and error, which is super dangerous, you're both wearing Pokemon sure So just notice that. Yeah. Um, I know that was
1: not, not that was planned. not planned. We even that's said that cool. as we were, as we were like scheduling, I was like, Oh shit, James, we're wearing the same <laughs> shirt. Yeah.
2: Sorry. Yeah, continue. Uh, and I, so I think that's uh, I don't know, I think they're great for for beginners and but I understand why people don't breed them that's why I don't I would love to breed them because there's a need for them here but I just don't I love my boy Irwin and I would not want to see him get his little legs not um, off like that's not for me
0: uh-huh. I uh I plan on getting one I, I do several like during the summer we'll do uh, my wife and I will do outreach to like some of the summer schools we'll take animals and show them and like read a book and then we do a big reptile uh educational event every year in October. And I and I want more animals that would be very good uh, outreach animals, and that's one of them. I plan on getting. I really want a northern. You know, you can get the 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 Indo ones all day long at every show. It's blue and brown, and they're everywhere. Blue and down, everywhere, but you don't see northern's as much. So I plan on trying to get a good looking northern at some point. That's why I've got the Brettles python. My Brettles python is because I wanted something that got seven, eight foot, that is not overly common, and so I I kind of add that into our underrated snakes and controversial first snakes. I think Brittle's Python is probably a pretty good first snake because it has, it can, it can deal with a lot of keeper air and still survive, which is kind of where I fall when I think of beginner animals to me, good beginner animals. They can deal with you fucking up and not die or get sick. And I think the animals in your like ball pythons at this point, kind of in the hobby, are kind of bulletproof. I mean, they, they do get, there are lots of chances where they get messed up and that's horrible keeper air. But there's a lot of they can come back from. Oh, your temps aren't high enough. Just crank the temps up, and they're fine. Whereas yeah. something like or your humidity's not high enough, it's fine. Whereas like a baby Brazilian rainbow boa, oh, your humidity's not high enough. Yeah, it's dead. You killed it. Way to go. And so like yeah, right-
2: and there's so much. It's so much more maintenance too, eh? For like the because I think I I've left my house for a week and everything's on timers and I big bowl of water and the whole thing and I come back and everything's fine because everything I have is where that point was kind of like a beginner type thing. The reason that I've never got a Brazilian rainbow, even though I think they're maybe the most beautiful non-venomous snake that there is, is just because I don't have a proper misting system, even if I do, what if it runs out of water, what if it malfunctions? I'm coming home to a dead snake, and I don't really have someone that can just shoot over here. So and you know, it's rare that I leave, but at the same time, I just think that it's so much more high maintenance, and that's why I don't really talk about them in a lot of the videos, especially the beginner ones.
0: I think with the experience you have, you could do it fine. Um, trust me. My guy made it 17 years, and we fucked up a lot in the first, like, three or four years. I mean, I don't know. Your boy
1: been through it. (laughs) I don't know how
0: many cages he went through and how many attempts to make misting systems and all that. What he's in now, honestly, is uh, cocoa fiber bedding, which every now and then will get sprayed and misted. But What I keep in there is a sweater box tub with a lid and a hole cut in it with more cocoa bedding that is just drenched. So that if he needs that extra community, he can go down inside there and, and get it. As long as you keep that, that extra sweater and that sweater box will stay humid for a week or two before you have to fill it back up and spray it down really well. Um, it's the babies that are a little little touch and go. You got to make sure that they have a a water supply. And we, and we talked about this before when we talked about mistakes by keepers. I did lose almost an entire litter of Rainbow Boas because I I was cleaning. I got distracted, forgot to put water dishes back in, came back the next day. They all dehydrated and died. Um, the ba- all of them. All of them. The babies are super, uh, super affected by a lack of water. It just is. Uh, but the adults are much more forgiving, and as long as you give them a big humidity hide, they're great. Um. So I, honestly, I think I think you could do it. Especially the way like you do some of your bi- you could do bioactive, and that would really keep it fairly moist and uh and keep it humid in there. Uh, the humidity is not for the babies. It is for the adults. Is not as huge an issue. Um, it's not like you need to keep it wet in there. Again, I am spoiled. I live in Louisiana, so it's probably already 60% humidity in this room where I'm at. Uh, whereas in the winter for you guys running heaters, it gets dry as hell, I'm sure.
2: You well, know, It's nice, too, because I don't know what it's like in Minnesota, but here we live in the most humid part of the entire country. Like in Niagara, we've got the second biggest escarpment in the world, and then we've got Lake Ontario and Lake Erie. So we have, Which is why we don't get tornadoes, by the way, because our humidity is so high. Uh, so it's great. But, I mean, in the summer, it is literally hotter than Africa here. But in the winter, because it's, like, it's still humid, but also we have to run furnaces, so it takes all that humidity out. So for half the year, we're, or four months of the year, we're A-OK. It is more humid than you'd ever need, and you actually need to suck uh, water out. Yeah. But for most of the year, like you said, it's like it's pretty dry in that rat room right now, and you got to have to really keep up the humidity. Like, it, it takes a little bit of time. So missing system, I think, would be good if you and i would just use a pvc put a missing system in hook it up to a timer and just you know I, your uncle. And, and, when
0: my, and when he was younger we did that we uh we went through i wish i had done a real missing system we went through like humidifiers like crazy did a humidifier pvc cap over the humidifier uh where it lets out the humidity ran the pvc with holes drilled in it through the cage turn it on it would go in and just come out of the holes in the pvc and it did great um but we went through we went through several cages At one point we had him in a big like a uh, Display like what you would find in like a department store with the big glass front and the glass top. Uh, but the problem is, those things are made out of particle board and like melamine. And so when they get wet, they fall apart and it fell apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a huge learning curve, which is why it's not on my list of controversial first time pets. Do not get a rainbow bow for the first time snake. Yeah. But uh, I, I, like I said, your list of five I thought were very good. And some other ones I think. Um, should go on there. I think bull snakes. You have a bull snake, Carly, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And you love your. She's. Ears. So.
1: Yeah, she's. She's like the. But I could. I say this about all my animals. Like, they're like the jewel of my. She's. She's so awesome. Do you. I can't remember, Adam. Do you have any pituophis or.
2: No, I don't have uh, any gopher snakes, bull snakes, anything like that. I think that. Is it. Does everybody in Minnesota just own one? Even if you don't like. <laughs> everyone has one? Is that. Because yeah. they're in your backyard? I think they're yeah. awesome. And I love big blueprints. <laughs> but around here they're they're tough to find even just like normal like no morph whatever um, but also the other thing too is especially when I was getting into snakes and when I saw them available they like you open the thing and just, they start like biting the shit out of you like right so i think so, it's just a learning curve for newer keepers maybe
0: yeah some, some do that a lot of them it's it's bluff a lot of them once it, you get them up it goes away like I've got a uh, Louisiana pine snake, and my Louisiana pine snake is super calm. Although our buddy Joe Phelan's got Louisiana pine snakes, and every time he films them, they hiss like crazy at him. But I found a lot of time with pits; it's a lot of bluff. And once you get them up, they calm down. I don't know, Carly. I assume that's the same way with yours, right?
1: Yeah, Polly. She she definitely lets me know like she hates me. <laughs> she <laughs> but she's she's. I just like I I just like she's she's like staring if if like if looks could kill right you know like and what and I'm just here like oh my god you're so cool like you're so <laughs> gorgeous I love you but yeah um yeah and when I do pick her up I'm just like you're literally laying on your feces like I'm I'm moving you because <laughs> I'm doing you a why. favor yeah so and when I do I'm just like oh my god wow like I'm so scared like so when I do pick her up and move her because like I. Like, her shits are nothing I've ever se-
0: experienced before. Look at this. It's colubrid shit on, like, boa size. Like, because they get bit. How big How big is your bull right now?
1: Uh like, maybe a little thicker than my thumb so, already. So, so it's
0: still small. So you still have time to get up yeah. to, like, full-size bull, sh- yeah. bull snake shit.
1: And everyone warned me. Like, in all the bull snake groups, like, that I was lurking, um, everyone, like, said, I, like, uh, everyone talks about like their shits, but like, nothing could have prepared me like I, like my, my uh, quarantine room is like at the other end of my house. And I walked in and I was like, I think Polly took a shit. <laughs> Either that or Nick is dead somewhere. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby, okay. But um, what were we talking about before this? Um, Yeah, she's bluff. She's bluff. It's a
0: lot of bluff. Yeah.
1: I'm just like I'm like you won't fucking do it, like a there, bitch.
0: Like <laughs> to me, pits are so cool just because I, I really like stuff with keeled scales or rough scale. Yeah. Like, smooth is cool, and I've got plenty of snakes that are smooth, but it is super awesome to hold a snake that has texture. Mm-hmm. And and your pits have a lot of texture. Mm-hmm. So.
2: That's what I like with hognose snakes too. They yeah. feel way yeah. different than everything else. And also the weird thing because like with uh, any sort of gopher snake, they still feel strong when you hold them, but with a hognose snake, they feel like. Like, they need, like, I don't know, like, some sort of male enhancement. They're sort of so flaccid. Like, you know what I mean? They just kind of, like, flop
0: in your hand. <laughs> you talked about that James in your video. Would
1: James would know what that's like. <laughs> well,
0: you, well, you talked about that in your video, and I think the same thing with my samboa. Samboas, Samboas <laughs> don't hold on to shit. So, like, when you're holding a Kenyan Samboa, you're just holding just weight. And they're not going to wrap around. And they, I'm telling you, they can find a way to fall off of the ground. They will do it. They will fall right off the ground. <laughs> but, so, it, I so can- not well, in uh, Tinley, and I've mentioned this a ton of times, but in Tinley, I bought uh, Indian sand boas, and the first time, because they actually have a tail, and the first time it wrapped its tail around me to hold on, I was like, holy shit, what is this? I was like, I'm not used to sand <laughs> boas holding on, and this thing holds on.
1: I keep forgetting that um, hog knows, uh, hogs are colubrids. Like, they're just yeah. so, they're so unlike, they're,
2: I don't know, they're crazy. They're,
0: they're venomous sand boa colubrids.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're very, very strange. But like the texture of them, And so. Whenever you hand someone like a full grown one, because the babies feel like you no, know, because their scales are big enough to feel like the, the very keeledness of, of the scale. But if you hand like a male, like a big female to someone, they're like, oh, this does not feel like a, it feels like a weird sandpaper. It's like well, a weird feeling.
0: That's like I've got uh, rough scaled samboas that they're like that. Mm. And then when you hold Kenyan samboas, they're very smooth. But then you have someone like, like touch the tail, and the tail is super. Uh, rigid and like our. Uh, oh
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's got all those little bumps on it because it helps give them that anchor point in the sand for striking forward and gives them that grip. So they're a cool snake. So that was that was most we did uh, most underrated snakes, which I kind of felt we bled into your video. Which I, again, every week you put out a video. Where I'm like, they're great talking point videos.
1: They're and, really good. Yeah. And the
0: five controversial beginner uh, reptiles is a great talking point video. And that's a big part of our podcast. Or a big part of our thing is we want to get people talking. You don't have to agree with somebody. Just have a conversation with somebody. And so I thought that was a great one. And
1: here, and listen. Listen motherfuckers. Yes. Just <laughs> listen to each don't, other. Don't, God don't, damn don't, it. Don't like
0: talk at somebody, talk with somebody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was really excited when James was like we got a good one this week and I was like I was like okay. I just kind of waited for you to tell me. <laughs> and
0: <laughs> I did. I texted I was like I said I, I got us a good guest this week. And she said, okay, it's a nothing. And I was like, how long can I wait for (laughs) F? Tell her who it is.
1: I know. I just waited for you. I was like, he'll tell me when he's ready. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) So my second video on YouTube, I saw what?
1: I was going to say, dude, we're already at an hour and a half. Like, do you like, like, we're good. I I don't want to. I don't what? know if has gotta be somewhere. I'm tired of looking at you. Okay. I just I'll say it. No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Look, you already you just, already missed
0: one full episode and you weren't in that one.
1: I'm kidding Actually, James, um, one of my other girlfriends who isn't a snake person who I was telling you listens just to support me, she thinks that's you you sound hot. She's just like, What does James look like? Is he yeah, hot? Like I, I dude, I he's a dime. He's a dime, I tell
0: I mean, you what. <laughs> I am hot. I get I I know it.
1: You are. You're fucking hot to trot, dude.
0: So, All right, back to YouTube sorry, videos. So no,
1: okay, I just didn't know if anyone had to be somewhere. Okay. okay.
0: So I, there was one from Jason's Exotic Reptiles, which I thought was interesting. Uh, it was buying snakes online, because I know that's kind of a big issue for some people. They're afraid to buy a snake online uh, for multiple reasons. And a lot of those reasons, I think, are uh, just because of the, of, of the unknown. Oh. And as someone who's bought plenty of snakes online, uh, I liked this video. He talks about now, if you see us, I'm assuming Carly, you've bought snakes online. I know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I don't, I don't know how it works up there in Canadian land. I'm assuming you've bought things online.
2: No, uh, only beavers up here. You can't buy snakes and,
0: online. And, and up here. Beavers and moose. It's
2: actually great because, like, the courier service it's actually a, a big polar bear that brings you the beaver. So, yeah, it's just great <laughs> right to
0: I really got to make it to Canada. A big igloo,
2: yeah. Yeah, no. Honestly, I've never bought anything online. We don't really have a lot of options to do that. It's actually almost just as easy to buy stuff from the states because we we've got one company, Reptiles Express. It's all we have. There's no other uh, services, so I've I've never bought anything online because it's like shipping's like 200 bucks alone just for yeah. something that is
0: wow. three hours away. That's wow. crazy. Like, shipping for us, I always think it's expensive when it's like 70 bucks.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's like 55, 65. Oh my gosh, shipping's is horrible. horrible. I didn't
2: yeah. know it was 200. Holy shit. Yeah, That's but a lot. I've, kind of like, I've been talking to someone who works for an import company because I'm, I'm friends with these other two guys uh, that I was on the podcast yesterday. I saw uh, that. DBCB Exotics, oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, that guy's breeding Mexican black king snakes, and he's going to sell them for a lot less than I can buy them for here. So the shipping would actually be be worth it to bring it and there's certain things other things too like red foot tortoises i've always wanted one but they're like <laughs> five or six hundred bucks here you can buy it for like a hundred bucks there
0: can't y'all own fiji banded iguanas we cannot no oh i thought y'all could own hey. fiji bandits no
2: no or hey. maybe maybe we can in some parts because like a lot of our laws there's no like Canada wide laws here except for cuban rock iguanas which you can't bring into the country but besides that it's a lot of like like where i live i can keep anything i want basically and then if you go 10 minutes north of me you can't keep anything over uh 2 meters so it's very
0: different well there was that show on animal planet where they made the cages and that was in canada and they had a fiji banded iguana and i was like we can't have those at all and but i'm like they're cool oh, maybe, looking
2: yeah so maybe it was just like in canada you're allowed but like i know here for sure we can't have them for sure
1: yeah what was the podcast you were on again i want i want to listen to it
2: uh what do they call it oh yeah they call it the herp hour begrudgingly to me but uh yeah that's what they call it so it actually wicked logo is really well done like i've been talking to those guys when i first started uh, professor herp and i kind of started at the same time and he kind of gave me these tips to help me grow and then dbcb yeah. started a little bit after that so um they started podcast yesterday was the first episode yeah. and oh was it yeah, it was it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, cool. This, like uh this weekend was great. Like I did uh Animals at Home podcast on Saturday morning. you so did? Be... Oh my She God, loves that that's... one. I love that. I'm so excited that's to hear I your can I? Yeah. So, yeah, like yeah. Yeah, Winnipeg, Dude, that guy.
1: That's cool. This'll like oh man. I hope you get a lot of traffic. This is that's so cool. Okay.
2: I hope so um, too. Well it's something's obviously helped so I hit fifteen thousand today. So today was a nice. good day. Today was uh you know,
0: nice. that's day.
1: awesome, man. Cool, cool, cool. I'm excited to listen to these.
0: So I guess buying snakes online didn't really apply to you because I've bought several online. I I would much rather go to a show and buy them. But the problem is, like, if I'm looking for something specific, it's never going to make it to a show. It gets sold before it'll ever make it to a show. And so, like, for me, I have to normally buy online. And one thing Jason talks about in his uh, YouTube video was that ask for pictures. If if they're not going to send you a picture, you probably don't want to do business with them. It's a
4: little suspicious.
0: Uh, m- most, most people will. Now, listen, if you ask for a picture and they don't get it to you in the next 15 minutes, calm the fuck down. People have lives.
1: <laughs> clip.
0: But they will get you a picture, and they'll talk to you about it. Um, the other thing, and I've been guilty of this one, but w- when you message a breeder about an animal, be ready to buy it. And and I've done that. Well, my, mine's mostly been like, is it still available? And then I'm trying to d- debate, do I want to get it or not? But be ready to buy it. Don't. Don't waste someone's time. I've been on both ends where you get, you get a message about a snake. You're like, oh, sweet. I'm going to finally sell the snake. And they ask you one question or they ask you like five questions and then they just go away and then they don't ever want to buy it. Uh, and so just out of, out of respect, be ready to buy it. And, so, and then do your research. Re- do your research on not only on the animal. Know your animal. Don't, don't contact a breeder to ask them, what temperature should I keep it at? What size cage should it go in? What kind of bedding should I use for it? These are things that Google is for. Remember we talked about encyclopedias earlier? You have the internet now. Google that shit. Uh but you know, if you have a question about like what's it been eating? What is what do the parents look like? Those are those are reasonable questions to ask. As someone who has breeding projects, I'd like to know what their parents look like to kind of give me an idea of what to expect. Um so that's fine. And then do your do your research. Is the internet do your research on the breeder? There are so many places where you can ask about this breeder or that breeder to get an idea of are they a good person to buy from, are they not a good person to buy from? There are some larger name companies. And I won't say any names, but there are some larger name companies that most of us, when we see it, should I buy from them? You, you want to be like no, no, don't do it. And granted, you will get some success stories from some of their customers. It's bound to happen, and it's fine. <laughs> But there are some that I would suggest, especially if it's your first snake, don't buy from them. Buy from the guy who owns like 10 snakes and this is just a hobby and he's put in a lot of time and effort versus someone who just buys 15 babies at a time from these random people and just sends you – You know, if you ordered a red tail and the picture you saw on the Facebook or on the website, that's not what you're getting. Don't expect that to be what you're getting from these companies. They just have a, a great picture of a red tail. And then they're just going to send you a baby Redtail. That's, that's what you're getting. So just take your time. Do research. So that was one thing. I, just, I liked that video uh, for mm-hmm. that. And that kind of led into my last thing. I promised my last thing. Uh, I wanted to discuss unboxing videos. I tried this past week because I got a lot of spare time to watch some unboxing videos. Because normally I don't. I don't watch unboxing videos because they're not normally done by people that I would watch on a normal basis anyways. Um, and and I only made it through about two unboxing videos where I said fuck this I can't do it again. Uh, Carly and I have talked. Our biggest pet peeve on an unboxing video. I don't mind if you want to unbox your your new snake online. That's that's fine. Don't do it right next to all of your other collection. Don't. I like quar cor- quarantine. As, as, bitch. as we're talking about quarantine, coronavirus, and keeping things from spreading, uh, reptile folks have been trying to keep shit from spreading for years now. That's the best way to spread shit. There's the th- quarantine for a reason. Open it in a box or in a room completely separate of your animals and then keep it in another room completely separate from your animals for two, three months, and then you can bring it in as long as nothing is there. Like, quarantine, people. Just use your brain. I watched... I'm not going to say say his name, but I talked to Carly about who it was. I watched mm-hmm. a, a fairly popular YouTuber, apparently by, by Follows, uh, who takes takes in animals people don't want them so that he can resell them as a business. But he did it in one,
2: (laughs) be more vague about it. I think we all know exactly what you're talking about.
0: (laughs) There were multiple problems I had here. One, he did it in a room with obviously pet animals in cages behind him. He opened them on the table and then he'd open the next one on the table and the next one on the table. And you could tell because there's still dirt on the table that he wasn't sanitizing the whole table down before he opened the next cage. So if that first thing had something, the next one has it, and the next one has it, and the next one has it, and now everything he unboxed, all seven, eight, nine animals, have whatever that first one had. That shit bothers me on so many different levels, and like I said, I only made it through about two videos, and then I saw on Facebook today, there was another unboxing video by somebody else, I'm like, and right next to the, I can see in the in the little uh, thumbnail, cages of other animals, I'm like, stop it, <laughs> stop it, it bothers yeah,
1: me. I- I, I love unboxing videos because I'm an easily excitable person, so I get That's super true. excited with the person. But um, but yeah, guys, just uh, you know, I mean, just just don't be silly.
0: Yeah, I like I said that I, I, if you want to unbox stuff, I've got no problem with it. Do it responsibly, and keep them the fuck away from your collection, because I don't care who the breeder is and how much you trust them. Quarantine is always the first thing you need to do. I said, I got that Brattles Python from Nick Mutton. Nick Mutton is amazing. No one has ever said anything bad about him. His collection is great. That snake's in quarantine for three months before I move it anywhere near any of my other snakes. It just is because it's – you've got to. You've got to.
2: I always wondered about that particular YouTuber that is nameless, but everyone knows what you're talking about. (laughs) Um, I always wondered, like – because he always catches heat about how he opens boxes, but never the (laughs) fact that he opens them. In the same room, and like I know, like uh, another YouTuber who's big that's a good BB point and uh, runs a reptile zoo, who we all say as well because <laughs> no one will know what we're talking about. He does the same thing, and I was wondering, like, he catches a bunch of shit.
0: Yes, the other this kid, kid, the other one, does it right there in the aisle, surrounded by all the tubs of the animals. that I'm like, yes, somewhere else, damn it, somewhere else, especially because like you've got a facility,
2: so you obviously have room to do that. And it makes me think, like, obviously, you're not putting these things in quarantine, because if you're opening them amongst everything else, they're going to go in one which of those tubs. You rep- exactly. <laughs> so I think that's exactly it. But I always wondered why the kid doesn't get in trouble for that. And I have actually asked, because people hate that I say this. That is probably my favorite reptile YouTube channel. I just think it's so entertaining. Um, but I, think it's Dude, I watch it, like, too. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Just to me like, I'm a comedian. I like humor i think that the way he does it is hilarious but i do agree that some of the stuff that he does oh sorry i turned you there is is a little bit um why do you do it like that he never catches heat from it i always wondered why
0: yes well it's funny i watch a a fishing youtuber and early on when he was doing it he would do unboxing of lures and stuff same kind of thing like take a sword out or use a machete and it's funny and and look that's fine it's my problem is I have a hard time watching a lot of reptile stuff because I'm a very judgy person, and I got no problem admitting it. I'm a judgy <laughs> person, and in this hobby, I'm a lot of times I see that, and I'm like, that, that's not that's not how you should do that. Don't do that. But quarantining is a huge thing that I think across the board we can all agree needs to be done. Like it, it can't. For one, he's taking in animals from anyone, and these people had to get rid of the animals for whatever reason. So a lot of times if they had to get rid of the animals. They probably. I won't say a lot of time. Sometimes they probably weren't taking care of it the best way. And so there's a good chance it does have something. And then it's gone through all that shipping, so it's stressed. And now you risk it catching something else while being stressed. It's just a lot of unnecessary uh things going on. And again, I'm not knocking the person for having a YouTube channel, and I'm not knocking the person for doing what they do, whether I agree with it or not. I am knocking them for Opening their damn boxes next to all their other animals. Don't do that. And the other one that we talked about, he knows better. He shouldn't do that either. Yeah, he's only
2: been doing it for a few years, though. I'm yeah. sure that he'll learn eventually. After you know, year thirty five, he might learn. Yeah,
0: he'll he'll finally get it at some point. It'll it'll happen. I pro- Well, we talked. Oh, fuck it. I'm not gonna say his name, but everybody will guess it. So one thing that bothered me was. It, He fed his green anaconda in the water. The green anaconda took the food into the water, began eating. He pulled it out of the water and said he was afraid. He didn't know if it was going to drown or not trying to eat this. I'm like, my problem I had, and I explained it to Carly, was if this anaconda is your first pet and you're really worried about something happening, I get that. But when you've been doing it for 20-something years, do you fucking know green anacondas eat underwater? That's what they fucking do. Like, don't tell me you pulled it out of the water because you're afraid that it was going to drown to death. You... That's bullshit, and you know it's bullshit. So that was that one but that one drove me nuts for that reason alone.
2: Yeah. Beautiful yeah, Anaconda, well, they a good shot for the for the camera, which is exactly mm-hmm. what he was going for. Is it.
0: what it admit like I got no problem, just admit what the fuck you're doing. Like I'm cool with that. Yeah. You know, and I'm not I'm not I watch that guy's YouTube channel almost every day. Especially lately because he's been doing that Reptarium. And a lot of that stuff I find very interesting. Even if he is putting like seven retics in the same thing, in the same general room. And I'm like, who wants to see that many retics? But I, I I will give him credit. What he has done is amazing. And that Reptarium, I want to go there. It it looks awesome. Uh, just,
2: yeah, I, I want to go there too. And once all this stuff is done, that's only a three and a half hour drive away from me. I will definitely make the... Uh, the drive to go see it. But I think that's something to say because a lot of people shit on him and rightly so, especially five, six years ago, but to see someone who learns and is like, this is what I'm doing. Someone said, don't do it like this. And then now you do it a better way. There's something to be said for that. People don't really like to, uh, to acknowledge that. And I think that's fucked up. And I think Mm -hmm. that I've been on the other end of that where I had everything in tubs and it was very sanitary. Uh, But yeah, I think that that's something we should uh, definitely give him credit for for sure.
0: Yeah, I and and I've got to give credit to someone like you who puts themselves on YouTube and then shows their collection because you know you're oh, gonna get shit. you know you're gonna get shit on yeah. it. Just it doesn't matter if your animals are healthy and they're all eating and there's no shit in any of the cages. There's no urates. It's wonderful. Someone's gonna take offense to it, and then it's the internet. They're gonna say it, and that's fine. I, I I'm at the point in my life where if someone wants to shit on me for the podcast, I don't care. I welcome it. I'll probably laugh at most of it. Uh, I've gotten past the yelling at you for being stupid. I've just accepted that you're stupid. It's okay. And so, if someone wants to leave a negative comment, have at it. So, I, I but I give credit. Like you're letting people into your collection, and as as someone who's watched a lot of YouTube videos on people's collections, that's the first thing that happens. Is someone goes, "Well, you shouldn't keep it in that cage. That's too small. You shouldn't use that bedding." so uh,
2: i think that's even for like doing a podcast if you talk about your own collection or especially if you're showing your collection you have to have a thick sort of skin because even if like you said everything is 100 perfect even if you had like the brightest mind in herpticulture come in and say this guy's right someone some idiot went like in their mom's baseball with cheeto dust on their fucking fingers is still gonna type a message telling you that like oh you're an idiot because of this but i think at the same time it's like if you do this and i think that's why a lot of people start a channel and don't continue because it is tough. Oh, Even yeah. for me, I've had people come throw beer bottles at me on stage. Like Are you I serious?
4: am not Like I
2: like I've had people do rotten things to me in person. So to see these things is kind of like eh. But at the same time if there's so many of them it does kind of wear on you. But also you have to kind of like let the shit rise to the top and let you know realize that some of these actually people do care. And some of them it's just a dick measuring contest and they want to show how much more they know than you. And you have to be yeah. able to separate the difference.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can definitely learn from some of these comments. Some people are out there going, look, I've done this. Don't do this. And you can learn from that. But again, there's like, I don't know, 70% of those people that just want to yell at you for, so they can feel important. They owned one one corn snake for a week and a half, and they're a master at how to keep all snakes. And you're like, just calm the fuck down.
2: I think the big thing, too, and I, this is my theory with why all these Canadian groups hate me so much. Or, well, not all of them, but seven or eight people in these groups that are so loud it's just because they've been doing it for 20 or 30 years. And why do and you get to be famous? Kid, yes. Well, And even that's the thing is they've never done anything to be that guy. So they're that guy for, say, 100 people who know they are. And then you see some dickhead like me who started a channel a year ago. There's 15,000 people following him. He's getting, you know, 70,000 views on this video. Who is this guy to tell me P- I am the guy. And it's like, well, you just... You can't – you just chose not to do that. I chose to put myself out there and you didn't. That's the only difference. And I
0: agree and, I, and I'm <laughs> going to play devil's advocate on that sh- a little bit. Uh, my problem comes when there are people that have huge followings on social media or YouTube giving inaccurate information or information that does not help the hobby be shine in a good light. We're already in a hobby that's easily do- – they can easily attack us. And I think that's one thing you do pretty well. And we talked about um what was it Animal uh, what's the other podcast? Animals at home.
1: Animals at home.
0: He does pretty well is delivering information in a very calm manner, and that tends to come with either a uh it's truthful and factful, or you at least say, Look, I, I do this, or this is how I do it, I, and and not with the uh the way some people say you should do this. Like well,
2: speaking absolutes.
0: Yeah. And so that drives me nuts. There's there's a lot of people on YouTube with a lot of followings who speak in absolutes and I'm just like you're not you're not the expert. But the problem is the general public assumes you're the expert such as the podcast with the Reptarium. A lot of people assume he is the expert because he has the most followers. And I'm like that's the world we live in now is if you have a ton of followers you you are the expert.
2: And I'm very upfront about that in all the videos. I'm not an expert. I've only been keeping reptiles for just over a decade. So, like, I'm not the guy at all. But at the same time, it's like I am the guy who will look at your comment or especially if you send me a message and say, hey, just so you know, man, this, I think this, not you're an idiot because of this. Then I tune you out. You're dumb. But if you say, hey, you know, have you ever thought about this? I will take that, and that's why most of my stuff that doesn't need to be in racks isn't in racks anymore. I don't really breed ball pythons, say, for one pair. So why do I need them to be in a rack system? Like, What's the point of having them? Exactly, I'm not breeding yeah. them. So I, and I thought about that, and I'm like, you know what? You're right. And the reason I had them in there is because back in the day, I used to breed ball pythons. And so I'm like, you know what? This guy's right. And then since then, I've changed my ways, and I think I've become a better keeper because of that one guy and if you want to be that guy that you know says hey so and so maybe try this you're actually helping the hobby but the other thing i get attacked for too is when i did that most dangerous reptile video which has probably my second most amount of views and it is a little bit of a clickbaity title but the whole point of it is if you are want to be on that side you want to vilify reptiles you click on that oh this guy's talking about why they sh- they aren't villains so I'm act- i am what i did is i took a title that these people will click on and i spun it Against their view, where these reptiles can be dangerous, but here is the reason why they would be dangerous. And as long as you're not a fucking moron, they will not be dangerous to you. And Mm -hmm. people don't. People look at the title, they're like, "Oh, you're vilifying uh, this new bills." And it's like, watch the video. That's not what it's about at all. It's actually what it's going for. What you want to be said.
0: Yeah. I well. And we've talked about the whole reason for this podcast. Carly is my co-host because I wanted somebody who wasn't like me. I've been keeping animals for almost 20 years, reptiles for almost 20 years. Carly's only been doing it for a couple of years. And she keeps mm-hmm. four or five snakes. And she keeps some ass pets. And she's about to buy – she has a big-ass cage being made for her bull snake that most people – I mean, it's like five foot long, right? Most people it's six foot six long. Six foot long. Most people aren't putting a bull snake in a six-foot long cage. And so that's why I wanted someone like Carly. I'm like, you're not like me you're doing this on a complete pet level and that's cool whereas i'm doing it on a pet and preder level and that's cool and i that's, like ha- mm-hmm. and i like having those conversations and i like you said when someone comments on something don't first off don't attack somebody for disagreeing have a conversation with that person conversations are important and that's the big thing that we preach on here is there need to be more conversations about how people are keeping because You never know. Maybe that person is doing something different than you, and it's working, and you could try it and realize, oh, man, that that does actually work for me much more than what I was doing before, and that doesn't mean how you were keeping it before was wrong. There's multiple ways to keep stuff. It just means that you've now learned a better way to do it, and that's fine.
2: And Mm -hmm. I think everybody can do it better. I'm sure there's certain things that you do that is better than the way I do things. and certain things I do that's better than you, and I'm, I'm sure Carly does things, not reading out loud, but other things better than both of us so i think that there's just something
1: <laughs> oh i don't know you, know, you guys i i <laughs> so, i mean i'm honestly still like impressed that people even want to fucking talk to me <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just I'm just... everyone there's somewhere to learn from everybody and just yes. never put yourself on that pedestal because you'll get knocked off really quick be open-minded uh and, and that's you know that's my long winded way of saying you're not an expert and just be willing to learn and that's why my motto for the channel. Let's learn about reptiles together and let's have fun doing it.
0: And, like I said, that's why. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: I I was just going to say, that's why we were both, well, especially James, because he has a little man crush on you, but that's why we were (laughs) both just really drawn. You know, I really think, like, good people attract other good people. I mean, you know, for the most, whatever.
0: Well, and YouTube's weird. Like, you can, uh, you can have on your subscription channels there's one where it's like you can do it by topic so I have reptiles as a topic and I click there and it's just a bunch of people who have done and it's most of the people that we've talked about or know about their videos are on there and I look through it and I'm like I, I can't watch most of these they don't I, I like yours yours don't come off as gimmicky I mean I did reference the uh, the snake doctor one last week because that one's hilarious <laughs> but but the the snitters the snitters, the snitters. <laughs> but like they don't yours yours come off very easy to listen to and you don't feel like an asshole listening to like you're not full of yourself uh you also don't come off like you're just spouting out random information you read off of a wikipedia page last week for the first time ever like it's so that's one reason i love like your channel and like i said i do I, i do watch some of those other ones i just and there's moments where i'm like they're good and there's moments where i'm like yeah i wouldn't do that like Feeding, feeding a reticulated python in front of 10 other people and letting it strike out of a cage and grab a bunny and it's right next – I wouldn't do that. I, I think that that's a bad – that's bad on multiple levels, but it's your collection. It's your ass. Do what you want.
1: Speaking of, of good people, um, you know who else would be – another like YouTuber who would also be co- uh, cool to get on someday would be Clint from Clint's Reptiles. He'd be super – he'd be –
0: I like how He'd be cool
2: to get up. Yes. Is. Yeah, Yes. That would be freaking rad, guys. A... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just love <laughs> him so much. I but love like, him.
0: But like when you listen – he's another one. When you listen to him, you feel like, he's one, he's not making shit up, and you feel like he's sincere dude, about I'm it. Dude, I'm
1: fucking getting learnt when <laughs>
0: – I like him. I love watching Emily's stuff. I think Emily's very sincere. I'll say Discovery. She's great. Yeah,
1: I love and Emily. And there's just certain
0: ones like when a new video posts, I'm going to watch it because I'm going to learn something and – it doesn't come off as I'm they're just putting out a video so that they can get that YouTube money.
1: There's good people out there.
0: So oh, uh, oh I lied. There was one last thing I did want to mention and then you can go. I promise. Oh. Uh <laughs> only this, the herpticulture Culture Magazine. Anybody out there that has not read the herpticulture Culture oh, magazine? Yeah. It is a uh it's a virtual magazine done by our buddy Justin Smith and Billy Hunt. Uh it's great. You can search for it at the Herptic or no Culture Magazine dot com and you can read the virtual articles. This latest uh, edition of the magazine, I'm in. Well, that's why I'm kind of pushing
4: it. Uh, I'm so proud.
0: <laughs> I was in there. Uh, Justin contacted me for a. Uh, I don't want to get the the term the thing wrong. Cause I was looking at some of the other articles, but it was a. Uh, oh, my brain went blank. Now I'm having a Carly moment. <laughs> it's an industry spotlight I
4: don't know her.
0: it's an industry spotlight and so he, he just kind of interviewed he asked me questions about my collection uh, he asked me questions about the podcast so go read that there's also other great articles in there our buddy Riley Jemison who was on last week he did one on Jungle Carpet Pythons uh, there's a great article in there about uh, keeping the little red-eyed croc skinks that my wife for some reason wants all of a sudden and they've become huge those little red-eyed croc skinks are pretty cool skinks Skinks. uh there was one in there about the python portals if you've ever watched any of uh justin smith's stuff he talks about those python portals where you can turn a tub basically to a sliding glass cage uh it's a really cool little thing to put in there and so it's a great magazine i think they're on oh either six or seven of them now five or seven i forget how many they've done but go read them it's if you like reptiles magazine you'll love this it doesn't have, it's, it's very factual and it's written by people that have kept the thing. It's, it's wonderful. So again, that is com. All right. I've gone down my entire list of things, Carly.
1: Okay. Um, I didn't really have much this week. I mean, cause I. What's new? Uh, <laughs> what do you mean what's new? What? No. no. Oh, shut the fuck <laughs> up. God, I hate you. My hair color's showing. Um, um, I had a wild card
4: what's your wild I card
1: um so uh as you know like i love reading um yes about, you, you like, bought
0: you bought every book at uh, southeastern carpet uh, fest
1: about one that joe
0: beat that me. joe, but I joe love, got you yeah
1: i love reading i even even now when i'm working so much overtime and and uh you know i'm at the nursing home every single day um i still i can't go a day without reading um and i was thinking maybe after all this dies down. That maybe I would maybe start a book club for people who like to read reptile books too. But that Um, that
0: means I'd have to read. Can I? Can I wait until they make a movie?
1: Okay, holla, holla, holla. Um, I don't remember inviting (laughs) in the first place, so (laughs) no. But I don't know, maybe. Maybe, I'm just kidding,
0: buddy. you can come, but like well, um, well, well, I forget I just, books. We'll just watch the movie Anacondas over and over again,
1: <laughs> okay, we get together once a week to watch anaconda, anaconda. and stick
0: I, I'm not gonna lie I, I do love that movie, and people can hate me for it. It's but I do love Anacondas. I mean, it's horribly I, I, inaccurate I, on so many levels, but it's I mean I'm still I'm just I'm cube. pretending
1: I'm pretending that I didn't hear that it's probably. got Ice cube. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I don't know. So maybe after all this dies down, because um, I love to read, and I know there's other people out there, um, like Chris Salemi. Like, maybe I don't know. I might start a little reptile book club where we could get together. Like, I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> do you want me to do my? Do you want me to do my animal of the week?
0: Yes, everybody is waiting for animal of the week. That's the one thing everybody waits for each week.
1: No, they don't. They do. They probably-
0: no, oh, every, everyone loves Carly's animal of the week.
1: Every every day, Adam, I learn about a new rep, uh, um, animal, and uh, um, I used to blow up my uh, the group chat with all my friends about like, oh my god, did you guys? I love uh, know that, um, this about this animal, but um, since life we're again, living
0: again, in- if you're out there drinking with every um, at this point, you've blacked out. Oh, god. Uh, <laughs> I- so when you go back to listen to this once you have sobered up again, stop the drinking game. I'm- Don't keep drinking.
1: I'm a murderer. Someone someone out there is probably dead. Someone's
0: liver has been <laughs> okay. ruined by this podcast.
1: <laughs> I will get better. I don't know. Sometimes I just get nervous and I can't help it. But um uh this week is hummingbirds.
0: Hummingbirds.
1: Hummingbirds. They're really cool. Um okay, so I thought we
2: talked
0: about hummingbirds last week. Or that was afterwards. That we...
1: What? Yes, we did, and yes, 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 yes. We we talked about that a little bit, but last week's um, animal was thresher sharks. That's um, right. Okay, that's right. So hum- hummingbirds are fucking awesome. Um, there's over 300 species. Um, they're uh, the smallest. Mi- well, they're probably the small. They're the smallest bird in general, but um, they're the small. They're the smallest migrating bird um in the world. Uh they don't migrate together, they migrate um singly. But <laughs> wouldn't it be fucking cool? Because you know how you see like flocks of Just a of, flock of hummingbirds? Just,
0: Could you imagine you the noise? It'd a... <laughs> be deafening.
1: Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Like if you just see like a thousand hummingbirds just coming in uh coming in hot. Um speaking of coming in hot, they're they're
0: not Whoa, Whoa. Oh, speed no no never mind. You're talking oh, about coming in hot. I didn't know where you're going with you... that one
1: get nasty <laughs> um they their top speed is um uh 30 miles per hour but i read that um in a dive bomb they can get up to 60 miles an hour which which what's is a
0: dive just body? hilarious what's
1: think what are they dive, dive? like well first off
0: who measured that how did you get the hummingbird to dive bomb what was that process you
1: they you're dive bombing that one morning glory or something whatever flower um, um Sounds, okay all right move on <laughs> <laughs> Morning glories are flowers guys. Um sure. Oh um so they have <laughs> they have no sense of smell. Um I didn't know that. Um but they have excellent vision. What you look like you're about to say something. Me? Yeah.
0: Um no. It,
1: bitch. <laughs> no, okay. Um,
0: um <laughs> I um I wasn't going to say anything. Uh-huh. Oh
1: okay. All right. I'm okay. So yeah they but they have incredible vision. Um the average weight of a hummingbird uh is less than a nickel. Um hummingbirds um I'm gonna get um I'm gonna touch on their diet later because when I write my facts, I just write whatever facts I go like, oh wow, and then I write it down and I keep reading. I'm like, oh wow, and then I write it down and keep reading. So these okay, facts are so, not So how about you polarized. keep reading. Okay. Um Hummingbirds drink nectar and feed by moving their tongue in and out about thirteen times. 13,
0: thir- times 13? 13, times? 13 times a 13 13
1: times a um which is really fast they can consume up to two times their body weight um per day i watched a mini documentary um a couple weeks ago on hummingbirds uh, and wouldn't, the size any, wouldn't
0: any documentary on hummingbirds be a mini documentary
1: oh God, i hate you for that <laughs> but the size of their nests are so small like
0: well yeah it's a hummingbird
1: I know, but like so small.
0: Hey, um, hey, guess what? The size of a big bird's nest is really big.
2: It's big. And the God, size of a small big. bird's
0: nest is really small.
2: But I missed that it. episode of Sesame Street where a big bird the had a nest. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's the one where you laid an egg.
2: But mm. to see it, to
1: see like a, a hummingbird, I don't know. It was just crazy. Um, let's see. Uh, they they average about two eggs um, per Clutch, whatever. Um, the eggs compared to the size of a uh, coffee bean. Um, some species, like the black. All right, oh, all right, this is cool.
0: Carly, I'm going to help you. After every time you say something, don't say um.
1: Oh, I've been saying it a lot. Sorry.
0: You've basically replaced sorry. the period of uh, every sentence with the word um. Oh,
1: fuck. I'm sorry. Well, we're going to okay. work on
0: it. We're going to work on your public speaking skills, Carly.
1: I will. I will. Er, all right. Next, fa- next fact. Next fact. Don't say um. Okay. I won't. I won't. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) It's like saying, um. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. Shit. Okay. I'm just going to finish this really fast so then I can go to sleep. (laughs) Uh, Some species like the black chinned hummingbird make their nests with natural resources like spider silk and plant down. I don't know what plant down is. That can expand as they're. Maybe that's maybe
0: that's the uh, like like on a coconut. You know, like the fibers on a coconut.
1: I don't know, man. Maybe
0: it's like that kind (laughs) of stuff. Or no, maybe it's like on the puffy, like, uh, oh, what's the puffy ones? The dandelions? Yeah, dandelions. I
1: don't think they're making them (laughs) because I saw pictures of these nests and it was a lot of spider silk, but there was some other shit in there, but I don't have no fucking idea what plant down is. But the nests can expand as their babies grow. I thought that was really cool. The hairs on the tips of their tongues are... They have hairy tongues? They do. They have hairs on the tips of their tongues that help them lap up the nectar. Let's see. I've got the human heart beats between like 60 to 100 times a minute. Hummingbirds, uh, 1,200 times per minute. Jesus Um, Christ. I know. 25 to 30% of a hummingbird's weight is in those really strong, broad um, pectoral muscles in the chest. Uh, Let's see. Okay. Last fact. I was reading about their diet because I thought they only eat... Or they only drink nectar to get their sustenance, but I saw a couple sources that said they eat spiders and insects, and I was like, "Bull, fucking shit! I need to see this." <laughs> so I looked up, <laughs> I looked up, uh, videos on that's hummingbirds. What, that's being... when they're dive bombing. Yeah, that's when they're dive bombing. They're yeah, they're dive bombing fucking mayflies that are as big as them. <laughs> but but I looked up videos on to to see if I could find any, and I saw. These videos, they say hummingbird eats mosquitoes, and I click it, and I watched all three or four minutes of it, and I'm like, this, I've been lied to. <laughs> I've been fucking bamboozled. Did There's it, no. Did
0: it, did it eat a mosquito?
1: No, no. It just Bullshit. looked around with its little hummingbird head and just fucking...
0: Maybe, maybe it was just eat, super fast. Eat, eat, maybe it's like The Flash. I, it's like maybe, The Flash. It ate know. all the mosquitoes. You just can not see it.
1: So that is TB.
0: Yeah, but you TB- left out the coolest fact, which is their tongue goes around their brain.
1: I wanted you to say that one buddy because that's your fact
0: that's a cool fact their tongue goes all the way down <laughs> their mouth around the back of their skull and to the top of their head it's fucking weird just imagine I your know. tongue I... attaching above your skull
1: i'd rather not but, and i know <laughs> animals are amazing there and that's all i got for this week i'm sorry for all the ums i will get better you, sometimes you
0: know just... what you got amazingly better after i said quit saying um
1: oh did i okay maybe
2: you just have to remind From me now me on, on, on the
0: up. podcast i'm just gonna say quit saying um
2: Okay. Well, I feel like uh, if, if I learned anything today, it was about uh, dive bombing little tiny birds. So that's, I think it was yeah. really actually that's worth great. my time. I appreciate it now. I feel like oh. I'm fulfilled inside. So thank you uh, oh. <laughs> for having me on just for that. If Car- nothing else,
0: Carly's <laughs> oh, animal, I'm telling you, Carly's animal of the week facts are amazing. Uh,
2: just
1: animals are so, they're so, they're so cool. They're so cool. Um, and that's, yeah, that's. Um,
0: um. Fuck, God. <laughs> That was the last one. Someone just died somewhere. They've emptied okay. the entire bottle of vodka and they are dead.
1: Thank you for having me. Good night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, alright, Adam, do you have anything else or are we good? Uh, when does this go out? When does this episode go out? Hopefully tomorrow because I don't think I'm going to edit. Maybe tonight. I may not edit any ums out. It may just be. Okay. Uh, um fest and we're gonna see how many people get shit-faced oh,
2: God. okay so i would uh, love to plug if you are aren't already subscribed to wickens wicked reptiles please do that'd be awesome apparently james loves it so that's I uh, you know like appreciate that um yeah. and then just the new website went live literally right before i went on this podcast i said like i pushed the publish button so the new website's up um Ooh. if you want to chat with me discord that's a thing now apparently i'm not like i'm pretending to be a nerd so i know how that works uh, and then, of course, if just not reptile related, but if anyone wants to hear like this guy, oh, he's a comedian. Is he actually funny? But you don't live in Toronto, so you can't come see me. Um, we're doing an online uh, comedy show. I'm headlining it on Friday at 730 Eastern Time. I'll put a link up in all my on all my shit. Um, so if you want to see if I'm actually funny or not, uh, cool. you can watch an online comedy thing on uh, Friday at 730. Cool.
0: That's awesome. I did pull up your website. That's cool. I like those shirts. I may have to order a shirt
2: they're uh i think they're cool they're they're um i don't know if they're gonna be shipping right now <laughs> because of all yeah oh, yeah but, yeah, but yeah. yeah if anyone and for those of you if anyone's listening and you bought a shirt or you're thinking about it i really do appreciate it uh i've made very little on them but all the money that that i make off them goes right back into buying pvcs and uh rats that the ball pythons don't eat apparently carly so yeah that's <laughs> where the money goes so, when but, i uh, and also i just wanted to say thank you guys very much for having me on the podcast and I've listened to several of your episodes; they're, they're all very good. This is a very good podcast, and I think that it's going to definitely uh, start to you know, like shoot up in terms of listens. And you obviously have a growing audience, so thank you sincerely for having me on. No, really appreciate no f-
0: it. we appreciate that. Thank you for being on. It's uh, I've enjoyed this podcast. It's been a lot of fun, even if I had to force Carly to be on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, Carly wanted out so many times. She was afraid people wouldn't want to listen to her, and she was afraid of what people might think. And I'm like, look, just. Just talk. Just share your experiences. I'm, Other people are a, having them.
1: I'm a rather what? insecure person and I'm working on it. Because James is like he's, – he's, he's really – being friends with James is actually really good for me because he's making me um,
0: – Learn how to deal be, with assholes better. Yeah.
1: Besides yeah. that,
2: besides the ums, you're doing great. You're doing great. But uh, I don't know, you need, like, one of those things. They sell them. Like, a lot of public speakers have them where you, you oh. say, like, a certain phrase. It's, it zaps, zaps you. you. You need one of those things. Uh. Oh. Yeah, Amazon will not deliver them right now because they're not essential. But you can get one after uh, the world is ended. That,
0: that, would yeah. make, that would make the podcast so much more fun. Oh, oh my, my God. God. I'd find ways to make you talk the whole time. Just all of a sudden you hear Carly, um, oh, shit. Um,
2: fuck <laughs> or if you listen back to your own podcast and have a little tally and write this is how us comedians do it when we first start you listen back to your own shit which is super cringy and then you like write a tally of these words you don't want to say anymore and then you look Mm -hmm. at it like post it on your wall so you hate yourself all week and then the next week you won't do that thing to hate yourself
1: okay I'll have to start doing that I want to get better and I will I'm working on it
0: you will and like I said I, Um, I think you're like I said she was so worried about what people would think and my biggest thing on this podcast is there's so many people out there and I think you talk about your experiences on your youtube videos it allows people to realize they're not the only ones experiencing a lot of these issues well, and well dude what
1: dude like i was so i'm and i'm still really self-conscious because a lot of people that i really admire listen to us and like, and like right off the bat like when we got like they've a all, couple of people like
0: they've all had the same experiences was, they they went they just went through it 15 20 years ago but we've yeah, all gone but, through this stuff
2: but I like think the when... big thing, too, is no matter what you do, if, like, you're putting yourself out there as, you know, a YouTube person or a podcaster, or if you're a comedian, you get a shot to open for someone who, like, you, you grew up watching. At the end of the day, like, everyone is just a person. Like, Clint subscribed to me a few months ago and, and <gasps> commented on a bunch of my videos, and I'm like, holy shit. That's but awesome. At the end of the day, like, we are all just people, and a year ago I had zero subscribers, and now I'm kind of, like, at this point where I'm kind of booming up. And I think that's going to happen to anybody who puts in the work. But at the end of the day, like you are just a person. You guys, you know, have a certain listenership. And then these guys that I'm friends with, DBC, being Professor Herp, which are going to start skyrocketing at 2,000 subs, are the same type of people that Go Herping and Brian Barchuk are. It's just you're all people. Yeah. Don't be nervous. You're doing great. Stop saying, um, but other than that, <laughs> everything is fantastic on <laughs> the podcast. So,
0: so I know we we're going to go, but I have one more question. Adam, there for you, your reptile community is it fairly small like where you are just physically Uh,
2: i'm lucky that i am only an hour outside of toronto so i live in the biggest reptile community of or like close to of canada but in niagara here it's um we've got two reptile like two dedicated reptile shops pretty much far away from each other um but it is cool like when i go to these reptile shops like people know who i am so obviously these people are part of the community and they they actually watch videos is that not like, the weirdest thing the
0: thumbnails pop up is that not the weirdest thing to have someone come to you and actually like you're like oh shit you actually watched me you sat down and took time <laughs> yeah, and watched what, me
2: what it is it's like when you go to toronto which is like the big is the biggest city in our country and you go there to these expos and then my i remember i brought my sister to one and she's like my sister's like you're just like some little shit that i grew up with right like you don't, you always <laughs> think i'm always gonna be that, that the brother but then we go and i had i had like 20 people come up to me in two hours like hey man i watch your videos my cool. boyfriend's over there he's too nervous to talk to you and for Aww. me that's weird it's like i'm just a guy that talks to reptile about reptiles in my basement like a weirdo but my sister who doesn't know and just kind of follows she's like, what, what follow the fuck's the wrong with these people <laughs> she's like what the fuck is going on like, are you, you all fucking oh, high like, this guy's a terrible
0: i've b-. watched you know I mean? like, <laughs> i've watched emily and ed try to watch re- walk around at reptile expo it's near impossible for them to walk around one they came to one in Texas where I was at, and I just watched them. And, like, they're stopping every two feet to take pictures and hug and they talk to people. And the fact that they're able to make it through an entire show and not go, leave me the fuck alone, is amazing. <laughs> they're Super nice yeah. people. So, like, it's, it's different for me and Carly because, like, people don't really see our faces. But for someone like you where they see your face, when they see you at a reptile show, it's super noticeable. Whereas for mm-hmm. us, we'll go to something like, and it's they've got to recognize our voice or something to, to realize it's us.
2: You're well, I so think the creepy. thing is, too, like, there's certain people that are super recognizable, and just because, like, like you don't see it on stream. but I'm a pretty short... I'm five foot four. Like, when people look around, like, I am... Like, people notice me in the, the short guy with the big, bald head. So, like, even if you don't know who I am immediately, you look... Who the fuck is this weird-looking guy? Oh, shit, that's the guy that keeps popping up that I don't want to watch because he's got an annoying voice or whatever. So, even if you don't watch me, you know who I am because you see my face pop up on the right-hand side and you don't watch the video. <laughs>
0: I will say, in the last couple <laughs> years through knowing other people that do podcasts and then meeting their friends and knowing more, the people that Carly and I have become gotten to know in the last year and a half. It's insane because I know for the longest time, I felt so isolated from the reptile population. And now because of social media and Facebook and podcasts, that whole population, that whole group community has come together so much more than it was before. And it's just crazy like to know someone that lives in California and know someone that lives in Pennsylvania and someone that lives in Florida and only know them through, talking online
2: yeah I think the, like, the two people closest to one of them lives in Maine and the other one lives in Virginia so which aren't, isn't even my country never mind the fact that it's you know like <laughs> thousands of, of miles away so yeah it's like a bigger community and everyone and it's the same thing with anything that you're into but with reptiles we're kind of like these weirdos that have like these weird snakes and stuff and these outcasts but now we have this huge community where we don't have to feel like these neckbeards in their basement playing Magic the Gathering you know what I mean Yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs>
0: Yes. That's funny. Well, that, I think that's where we're going to end this episode. So yeah. All right. So if you if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me at Simply Serpents on Instagram, Simply Serpents on Facebook, actually, Simply underscore Serpents on Instagram, Simply Serpents on Facebook, uh, or you can contact Carly through that dumb bitch.com. i mean no that's not my, it.
1: <laughs> my pornhub account is uh,
0: <laughs> no oh, we got I'm a just, whole bunch of listeners all of a sudden
1: yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, I, I'm just me
0: just just search for carly i'm sure you'll find her she's on facebook there can't be that many so yeah if you want to find us you can find us on instagram at the reptile gumbo podcast or on facebook at the reptile gumbo podcast or you can email us at the Podcast at gmail.com. Remember, every week I put up a post asking for your topics, things you want us to discuss on the following podcast. So that will be going up probably tonight. So once you hear this, it will already be up. So go ahead. If you see a video, you see something on social media, you heard something in a podcast, go ahead, let us know. Put it on there, and we'll talk about it next week. So, Adam, thanks again. It's been awesome. Thank you for coming on. Carly, thank you for actually, like, showing up. It's great.
1: Thank you
2: for actually showing you. Thanks. All yes, right, yes, I really appreciate
1: it. All right, talk to you later. All right, hey, bye. we'll meet yeah, in person one day. That is true. All right. Bye. All right. Goodbye.